think monkeys, mosquitoes, and lions are bad? That's just the beginning. I've seen things you've only seen in your nightmares. Things you can't even imagine. Things you can't even see. There are things that hunt you in the night. Then something screams. Then you hear them eating. And you hope to God that you're not dessert. Afraid? You don't know what afraid is. You will not last five minutes without me. Young New Hampshire native Alan Parrish discovers a mysterious and tribal game buried deep beneath the earth called Jumanji in 1969. After beginning a game with friend and crush Sarah Whittle, Alan is unexpectedly whisked away against his will into the real world of Jumanji for nearly three decades, until siblings Judy and Peter pick up their game right where it left off in 1995. Now with their help, it's up to the four players to finish the decades-long game once and for all while trying to keep one another alive with each roll of the dice. Welcome to another feature presentation of Midnight Devil Feature, and on this episode, we're going to be doing 1995's Jumanji, directed by Joe Johnston. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. What's going on, Zoheb? How are you doing? What's going on, man? It's good to be back. I know, I know. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we are doing, like we said, 1995's Jumanji, directed by Joe Johnston. Um, yeah, kind of following in the vein of like what we did last week. It was like small soldiers. It's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it, man. Why not stay? Why not another <laughs> Kirsten Dunst 1990s movie? Fuck it, man. Why not? Um, I don't know why. Me... We seem to be like a following child uh, Kirsten Dunst, dude. I'm just like, why Why are we doing two Kirsten Dunst movies back to back? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, but the crazy part is she's she's really fucking good. Like she's great. She was she was a she was a really really talented actress, uh, and I'm sure she still is. But she's just like not in as much anymore, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I this this was my pick. But I tell you what, I'm going to since it's my pick, I'm going to say you start with your opening impressions. Tell me what what you kind of think about it, uh, your history with it, and stuff like that. Um, and we can also touch on like you know, there's a fucking animated series about this shit. Did you ever watch that? What? No. There's a yeah. There's a cartoon I watched when I was a kid, um, and I think oh, it has like fuck? Judy and yeah, it has like Judy and Peter getting pulled into the game. It's like three seasons ran for this <laughs> shit, but it was cool. I remember watching it. Um, but now, just kind of give me like your history with it, what you remember of it, all that shit. Um, so very much like Star Wars, very much like Indiana Jones. Um, there is no sort of point where this movie hasn't been in my life. I mm. I can't remember a specific point when I was introduced to this movie. Uh, it was just always there. Um, and that'll probably be down to the fact that I was two years old when it came out. <laughs> God um, damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is but, legitimately the only time you've ever made. I remember like playing this game in second grade. I was like, oh, Jesus. God. Like, now that made me feel really <laughs> fucking old. I was like, I was wiping my own ass and tying my own shoes and shit. I'm uh, like, oh, God. <laughs> Man, you're wiping your own ass and I'm fucking shitting my diapers still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. 
But no, man, um, like this, this was always one that I would always go back to. This was always that, uh, like, we, like we said on Small Soldiers, man, um, I very incorrectly on Small Soldiers said that that was my ultimate childhood movie. The truth is, um, what's closer to truth, sorry, is that I have a bunch of ultimate childhood movies, and this is absolutely in there. Like, this is 100% in there. And man, like, that is down to the fact that there were two comedic actors in my childhood, and I'm sure it's going to be the same for you, that just totally had an impact on me. And one of them is Jim Carrey, and the other one is the great late Robin Williams, man. Like, this guy oh, is Oh, yeah, absolutely. Incredible, dude. Like, it's just, it's amazing what our generation... How how much of a, an effect he had on our generation, really? Like there there is no, if you go back on his on his resume on IMDb, man. Like even dog shit movies like Flubber, he just elevates. Like he, it's his presence, it's his timing, it's his it's his likability as well. And like man, he just it is. There was no, and I, I don't want to get dark. I just uh, let, let's just venture here for a second because unfortunately he has passed away. Um. When he did pass away, that was the first celebrity death that I was actually genuinely rocked by. Um, oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. A hundred percent, man. And I'm just like, and, and you know, very much in the in the vein of like when Carrie Fisher passed away, it, it just that just brought up feelings again. So this was a this was a big thing. And again, Robin Williams, unfortunately, like very a lot of a lot of comedians they have that you know darker side that unfortunately um sometimes goes unnoticed so uh when he passed away it was a very very dark time but um man he did leave us behind some amazing works uh like goodwill hunting or like fucking genie in aladdin which is the conversation that everyone's having now uh because of oh the, yeah uh, the upcoming one so uh, fucking man, Mrs. Doubtfire, dude, that was my fucking dude, jam. Was Mrs. Doubtfire, man? Fuck yes. <laughs> okay, so I was watching Jumanji, and I was like, man, as awesome as like Robin Williams is, and as awesome as like he is in this movie, he gets some great moments. But this is not really a Robin Williams vehicle. Like, I wouldn't show it to someone to introduce them to Robin Williams. I would show them Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, I, I oh, feel yeah. like. I feel like Mrs. Doubtfire has very many more Robin Williams esque moments. It's like they knew what Robin Williams' sort of like forte was, you know, the voices and the kookiness. Whereas this is a bit more like, you know, he gets a lot a lot of heart to heart moments and he gets some really good like comedic beats, but Jumanji is a movie where the, the, the concept takes front and center. It's not really about the 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 acting or like you know all of that, but actually, you know what the the performances are fucking great, dude. I love the performances in this, especially watching it this time around. Um, definitely, definitely picked up on the performances. Um, yeah, man, this is a this is another one that the, uh, we ran the tape out of. Like the VHS was fucking withered. Um, <laughs> and again, another one where we knew where all the ad breaks were. Like this is watching this again. I was just like, there was an ad break there. Um, uh, that's a special kind of moment. <laughs> absolutely, dude. Absolutely. But I loved it when I was a kid, and I remember 
in year seven, so seventh grade. We hadn't seen it in a while, and I don't know, like our fucking English teacher just put it on one day. She must have been hungover or some shit, and, <laughs> and she's just like, "Go ahead, you little fuck, just go ahead and watch this while I sit back here and just down this fucking thing to make me feel better." Uh, but no, so we watched it, and man, like. <laughs> There are some moments in here that are a little, little bit cringeworthy, man. Like in year, I remember oh, in year seven. Yeah. I will not, I'll never forget this one moment where I, I used to love this opening scene, this, this moment, like this prologue before a prologue. Uh, <laughs> and when this guy turns and says, "May God have mercy on his soul." <laughs> <laughs> fucking everyone in the room just laughed like you know we, we all love this movie as kids but man that is just such a brutal moment especially for year seven is <laughs> oh it's so over fucking dramatic too oh over the top no benjamin yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, oh, I, well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to hold it for when we get in. We'll, I'm like, we'll get wait, to it. We'll wait, get to it. Yeah, I'm like bursting. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm so don't sorry. Just, I'm so ah, sorry. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, no, I got to stop for a second. I'm going to nut. You got to use the pullout method, dude. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, like watching it this time, though, there are, there are many, many um, amazing moments that that I do like, but I think a lot of it is kind of carrying over from nostalgia. I don't think that this is a... a <laughs> I'm going to commit blasphemy. I don't think that this is a very good movie. Um, I think it's very rushed at points. Uh, I think, it, like, I do wish that they focused a bit more on the characters. Um, um, see, I don't. It's it's tough. I, a lot of it is very nostalgic for me, um, and it's tough to take off those rose-tinted glasses and just look at it very objectively. But yeah, man, I know what you mean. The the good stuff, like oh, dude, the CGI has not aged well. Like the that that stuff just immediately as soon as it happens, it takes me out of it. Um, some of the jokes are still great and all that, but it's just like a, a bit of it is brutal, and I can't. I don't know why. Hopefully, by the end of this podcast, you know, we when we while we talk through it. Uh, I, I'm able to sort of like <laughs> put my words together a bit better because you know fucking podcaster, right? I'm gonna talk, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you actually seen the sequel, the uh, the one with the rock? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm not I'm not a traitor, Zohab. I would <laughs> no, I'm not no, <laughs> dude. Okay, look, I I'm not was- a piece of shit. So, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm about to get fucking brutalized because... Oh, no, because, dude. Do not. You dude, do not. Dude, it is. It is. It's It's okay, man. It's it's okay. <laughs> don't you dare don't it's, you dare say what I think you're about to say. No, I just said that's that's all I'm saying. It's okay. It's not good. It's okay. not good. It's okay. Ooh, I gotta take right. my finger off the red button over here. I'm just like... <laughs> just fucking forehead sweating, just like <laughs> zoom ins on my face as I like hover over this red button. No, no, look, dude, it is. Look, uh, you know, while we're here, let me just talk about it because I'm the only one who's seen it. So let me just mention it. It is okay, and it is directed by um Jake Kasdan, who whose father is the great fucking um Kasdan, fucking Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, wrote, yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones <laughs> and Empire Strikes Back, and dude, the movie is clever like it it does pull off a lot of the things that i watching this movie i wish that you know obviously 1995 they couldn't do all the stuff that they did in that movie um 
in that movie, they go into the game and they play as, you know, avatars of like game characters and things like that. And it's very meta. It's, it's, it's actually really clever at points. Like, you know, I hate Kevin Hart like that. If I could cut one thing out of that movie, it's a Kevin Hart. I just, I can't deal with him. Um, and dude, man, Dwayne Johnson knows exactly what movies he's in. Like he's very self-aware. Um, and you know there are look no spoilers without any spoilers i'm not going to go into spoilers there are references to alan parish in that movie and the references are fucking beautiful dude they're fantastic uh that movie opens with um you know a couple girls in france on the beach finding the board game the board game in the sand like oh that's it, cool that's yeah cool. It, it, the, the connectivity the tissue that they put in is great and like you know you because you need to buy some goodwill from the audiences because this movie uh this 1995 movie has a lot of rabid fans that i think i'm talking to one now so uh we'll we'll see i i, I don't know what your thoughts are on this movie but seeing as how i nearly just got ass raped about uh fucking quite uh, saying good shit about the new one i i think uh <laughs> i know where you are uh but yeah man watching it this time around it's okay it's it's not an amazing movie it's i'm glad to have uh grown up with it definitely and i'm glad to watch it through rose tinted glasses i don't want to uh I'm, I'm glad to have these memories uh and things like that but i i don't think it held up as well as i would have liked it to Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, goodbye. Uh, it's been a nice, what did we make it a year? I think we made it a year. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. We made it a been, year. It's been real. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to get it. Sorry. I'm just going to get out of here. No, I'm just, <laughs> just open up the door and leave. Um, mm-hmm. no, I, Dude, I was um, like, I was like mid coffee gulp and I nearly did a spit take. Like that was, that was <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I agree with with definitely the CGI stuff. The monkeys look awful, terrible, absolutely terrible. It's 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 awful. But I do like the CGI when it's kept in shadow, like the the lion coming down like the stairs at them and shit. Like I do like that. In fact, I like that more than the practical lion that they have. And yeah. I, anybody anybody who listens to the show and knows how I feel about practical versus CGI, I should be shot for 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 treasonry. But like I I just I honestly I like it when they keep it in shadow. Like when it's super up close it doesn't look as great, but there's some really cool shots that I that I enjoy what they do. Um I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I forgot how fucking good it is, man. Honestly, I'm like the exact I'm I'm actually admittedly like I'm a Joe Johnston fan. Man, I love the Rocketeer. I love the first Avenger. Oh boy, yeah, I this love is going to be fun because I was going to talk shit about Joe Johnston. Do, I mean, now I'm uh, like, uh, there's. I've probably seen three or four of his movies, but of those, I like. I have no reason to dislike what he does. Oh, okay. See, um, um, seeing as we're here, just quickly, do you want to talk about him just quickly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do not like Joe Johnston. I'm sorry. I just I don't <laughs> I don't think his I don't like his style. Um. Man, when Captain America the First Avenger came out in 2011, I was just like, I was disappointed. It just felt flat. I mean, like, obviously now that I know this much, like, what I know about the Captain America character, that the First Avenger is so much better. But the the filmmaking of that movie is just so, yeah. And, man. Oh, man, made, I love it. He made Jurassic Park 3. Like, come on, dude. I don't hate that movie. I do Fuck not. It, it, is, it is not a great movie, but Fuck it is off. like... 
Is is it as good as Jumanji? No, hell no. I think I think Jumanji and here here okay. I yes, I love Jumanji. Uh Robin Williams is great. Um, <laughs> so, wait, um just fucking ran right over you. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I'm just like 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 Robin Williams is great. It's uh it's incredible that they made this from a fucking fifteen page like children's book. That that's crazy the fact that they were able to turn like twist it out, which is actually have you ever read The Polar Express? Uh no. I've seen the movie. Well, it's the same author. He did, but he did both of the books, um, oh. and it's uh, it, it's just interesting because, um, like, it's uh, it, it's it's a it's a it's a book that was like decently big over here. I don't ever remember reading the book. Like, it was definitely one of those things where the movie came first, and then I feel like as a kid, I was like, "Oh, the book," and it was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Uh, it's it's from 1981. It's uh, by Chris Van Alsberg, Alsberg, I think. Um, <clears throat> but I I definitely remember. <clears throat> excuse me. I definitely remember at least reading it once. It was okay. Liked the movie a lot better. Um, I think the tragedy of Alan Parrish is what totally gets me. Like the like the like the tragedy of this kid picking up a game and being sucked into this thing and um <clears throat> and the whole I'm a sucker for a story where an older generation starts something and a newer generation has to pick it up and they finish it. Um I it's 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 kind of like that in <clears throat> um like Watchmen, I love like the Minutemen, and then it turns to the Watchmen, and then with it, we see like the the losers in the fifty eight, and then you know them in like eighty five or eighty eight or whatever. Um, like I, I love that kind of story where, where we see things like pick right back up, and uh, I I think that's just fucking super super interesting, uh, and especially well, what like they're doing the tr- with um, Star Wars right now, right? Um, oh know, right, yeah, like seeing like I'll finish what you started. Yeah, I dig that shit too. Right, and I think that. Um, I, I think that that tragedy just just that stuff just absolutely gutted me about him being lost for that long and just like the like I don't know just one of those things the absolute and total tragedy of a child like losing like God knows what Alan Parrish has been through in that thing I I couldn't even imagine like when he opens up with that monologue and you're like. Dude, this is fucking terrifying. And you can tell, like, it's Robin Williams, but it's Robin Williams, like, restrained. Like, they don't let him do the whole, like, if you've seen his Inside the Actors Guild, like, holy shit, dude. James Lipton kicking a fucking word in. Like, he and he's restrained a little bit. And I think it's, he wanted to, I think that comes across in his performance because he's definitely, like, you can tell he's a, he's just a, He's a he's a sad kind of character, and I, I think that's I just think that's super fucking interesting about uh, about this, and and I love that. Like it got me, man. It fucking really got me. Like when I was watching it, like it, it like I was like, dude, this is making me like emotional. I was like, holy shit, that's so fucking sad. Um, and I thought Kirsten Dunst was awesome. Um, I I love the woman that plays her aunt. She's on Frasier. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's fucking hilarious on Frasier. Um, but all in all, like no, the CGI isn't great. Um, um, what's awesome is anytime you see like uh, the alligators or the crocodiles or the lion when it's like being mechanical, it's actually Tom Woodruff Jr. and he's in Monster Squad. Like he did Alien Three, he's done a sh- he did the Thing like 2011. Um, like he's done a shit ton of stuff. Um, and I I all in all like it's not a perfect movie. Um, but as far as like. I was trying to think, I was like, what is like a war, like, if I could think of one word to sum this movie up, I was like, it's, it's fucking perilous. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's really, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to say that. Like, 
it's very adventurous. It's 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 very um, you know it's it's something that um, I don't know. You feel like you're just like strapped in on like a on like a white yeah, water I, like I ride. Yeah, and that is I, that is something that's. I very swear to God, I thought I dropped movies. you in the fucking chat for a second. I was like, <laughs> I don't think he's here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, listening. I I'm listening. I was like, dude, I have been I'm droning for like not even a peep from this fucking guy. Um, yeah, well, uh, listeners, we have had a lot of communications issues across the the fucking <laughs> giant pond that we live across. So, um, yeah, but dude, I. Um, what were you talking about just now? Fucking it's, it's a bit, it's, it's perilous and it's like an adventurous kind of right, thing. Right. And, it feel, and it that's feels what I was like, saying. Like, it is a, it is a, that's a holy, almost really a 90s thing. Like, this, this kind of like, because you can see when the adventure starts for Judy and, and, um, and her brother there. I forgot his name. Peter. 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 Yeah. yeah. yeah you but can all like, in all, like, pinpoint. Oh, no, go ahead. It, go so. ahead. No, no, I, I, I do say you can pinpoint it. So, no, I, I do. I, I, it it has some problems, uh, but all in all, I think in terms of like, it was very hard for me. Like, I have no problem unless it's something that I've watched like all the time, you know, uh, which Jumanji is not. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched Jumanji. So, yes, there is like some nostalgia attached to it. But unless I still watch it as an adult, I feel like I can kind of separate myself from that. I remember playing the game. I have fond, mem- fond memories of its like uh, cultural kind of like uh, impact and stuff like that. Um but all in all, like, I can separate myself from that if I haven't seen it in, like, fucking 15 years. So watching it, there was definitely some problems with it. But I was like, dude, this this is awesome. And, and like, I mean, uh, God, don't even get me started on the guy that plays fucking Van Pelt. Like, that is, that, oh. like, he is absolutely fantastic, man. I was like, he is absolutely hilarious. And the fact that he, like, do, does dual roles, I was like, that, that, that he's, <laughs> what what is this actor's name? Uh, Jonathan Hyde. Um, he's he was dude this guy did a lot of work he was in like anaconda he was in the mummy he was in a bunch of shit in like the 90s like he did a lot of like character actor shit dude Um, i remember him as uh cadbury from richie rich oh yeah 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 (laughs) i forgot about that that's what fucking 90s man like he just rules like a character actor um but yeah, you know, I it's like I said, it's not a perfect movie. I do really, really still enjoy it though. I miss this kind of like adventure, perilous kind of like stuff like this, or like even Dumb and Dumber, the road trip kind of thing. Like fucking, you ever watch Homeward Bound when you were a kid? Oh, ages ago, yeah. Oh, dude, but like that, like the whole adventure of like crossing this long thing, and even though. There's no adventure. There's no travel in this kind of thing. It kind of is the the board game is the is the transport to this whole crazy fucking world that you can get into. Um, but I say we get into it right now. Unless you got anything else that you want to say, you want to plug socials or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, just before I do plug the socials, I do want to um, sort of counterpoint. I do agree with you. Um, the story, my my when I went over this movie in my opening impressions, it was just like I'd been fucking. I've been doing this for like a, a day. This podcasting thing, apparently. Uh, but yeah, man, I do agree that <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with you. The, the story of Alan Parrish, it is fucking tragic. Uh, and I do like the way you know it, it is resolved by the end of it. I like the lessons that he learns. Like, um, it is it is great. Like the that stuff is is awesome. Um, and obviously, as a kid, man, you're totally engulfed in this this thing. Like, what can they do next with this board game? You know, what's 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 next? What's going to come out of the game next? It's just a 
it's awesome it was fun it's um it was fun as a kid uh but yeah so guys thank you so much for joining us here at Binard Double Feature um obviously this is going to be a feature presentation for us uh this is one of those big episodes uh where we just pick a movie and go through it scene by scene sequentially um and we have other episodes as well. We have upcoming attractions. We just did a special feature episode. Um, so that was with uh, the awesome Jill. Jill joined us again. Oh, she's great, man. How awesome is she, dude? She's like, she comes ready. She comes prepared. I'm just like, I, Jill, I, I, just, yeah, I just rocked up here and I just started talking. But thank you so much for preparing. <laughs> after, after hearing the the, the fire festival like pod, I was like, dude, we've got to get her on for a feature. Like, have her pick a movie yeah. or something. I think that'd be great. Yeah, totally, man. Um. But yeah, we just came, we just covered uh, episodes, sorry, seasons one to four of Game of Thrones. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, have a listen to that. And uh, yeah, guys, you can find us on Facebook. We have two pages. We have Midnight Double Feature, which is where our our main page. Uh, that's where we post all of our updates and things like that. Where you can see what new episodes we've dropped. And then we also have the After Party, which is our group, and that's where we interact with each other and things like that. We post. Uh, news, memes, and things like that, and uh, sometimes Patrick Harrington's posts fucking wrestling shit, and uh, I try and like, <laughs> I try and like uh, mitigate that. I'm just like, get out of here, Patrick. Fuck, dude. I, I, this guy's wearing underwear. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're also on Instagram, guys. That's at Midnight Double Feature, and we're on Twitter, which is at MDF Pod. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, you're totally right. Let's get into this bitch, this fucking, this two-week stretch of nostalgia that we've just been going down, this alleyway. Oh, yes. Um, well, first, before we jump into it, I want to get into some people who are almost cast as Alan Pierce before they decided oh, to go yeah. on Robin Williams. Uh Crazy list of people. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Sean Connery, Kevin Costner, Richard Dreyfuss, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Michael Keaton, Bill Murray, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, wow. That is a list of... I'm kind of proud how fast I rattled that off. Um, But no, it's... Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was like, that's fucking interesting. Like, like I was playing your game, but I threw the the dice and crushed them with my biceps. What, Um, What year is it? Yeah, what do you, huh? Um, uh, no, uh, you know, uh, it's fucking Sean Connery too, dude. What year is it? What year is it? I've been trying. When did you play the game? When you were fucking fifty? Like, how old are you now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm super glad they went with Robin Williams because he can be funny. Oh, yeah. But because he is funny, when he turns that. Cr- corner to go to that darker side it's a lot scarier because it's like oh wow there's actually like when you when you see somebody who's just a tough hard ass the whole time they get dark it's like well i kind of saw that coming but it catches you off guard when he gets real serious and shit um but yeah um so you're saying you, you never watched the animated series growing up right no no i didn't even know there was one until now there was yeah there was uh it ran for like three seasons i think it's where judy and peter get pulled into the game and alan's there and so is van pelt and there's even people like there's like the game master who's been in there for like centuries and he's trying to figure out a way to get out of jumanji and i was like dude this is fucking cool um and i do i actually love the mythology of it like i heard how it becomes more relevant in the newer movie and i was like okay that's kind of cool like you know i don't want to spoil that for anybody like but i was just gonna say they used a lot of i mean like elements of that are in the new movie which is great right and i think that's super interesting it's cool to like stay with the times and stuff um but um 
But yeah, and the fact that this, I mean, dude, this was huge. I mean, this was like a fifty million dollar budget that made over two hundred million, like worldwide. I mean, it was it was a massive five. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like top ten selling movie of ninety five, and ninety five to ninety four had some damn good movies coming out. Like there was a lot of good shit coming out. Um, but um, but yeah, and like there's there's a little bit of trivia, like a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Um, the actually the finale of the of the movie was shot first. They shot it in oh. reverse because they had they they were like, well, <laughs> so basically, like they didn't want to. Um, like, like they didn't quite film it like, like sequentially. Um, uh, yeah, the, the filmmaking team actually shot the ending of the film when the children are seen at the Christmas party by Alan and Sarah at the beginning of production as to avoid using more than one mansion set. So basically they're like, we don't want to destroy the second half because that's, that's <laughs> fucking huge. That is a huge yeah, house. Man. It's massive. Uh, I love it, by the way. It's a wonderful house. I love that fucking house. Um, but, um. But yeah, and the fact that Robin Williams has said that, like, you know, him doing shit with CGI was like fucking. He was like, I had to act like I was on acid again, and like, and like, <laughs> act like there was stuff there for me to fight. Um, Scarlett Johansson actually tried out for uh, for Judy. Is it Judy? Is that is that what it is? Judy? Yeah, Judy. Uh, yep. Okay, sorry. Now we're getting their names uh, swapped out. The yeah, Scarlett Scarlett Johansson um, auditioned for it. She obviously didn't get it. Um, also, the fact that Judy and Peter are only six months apart in age, I was like, "What?" I was like, "That kid looks wow. like he's like five years younger than her." I yeah. was like, "You're telling you're telling me these kids could be like dating?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking <laughs> weird, man." Um, also, the original Jumanji board game sold for like sixty grand uh, online. I was like, "Holy hell!" Um, and and I thought it was really cool, actually. The like the where they where they filmed in New Hampshire, this whole pair of shoes thing. Uh, it was a real building in Key, New Hampshire, uh, and on the brick wall uh, on on a brick wall on the side of the building, the team painted a sign for the pair of shoes factory, and it can still be seen there today. Um, what's actually That's really cool. cool is when when Robin Williams died, they held like a candlelight vigil, and people put flowers and like pictures up, and then they actually had like a screening of Jumanji like later on at the week at their local uh. theater. That's um, awesome, and they're like he's a huge part of our town. I was like, that's fucking cool. That's that's really classy. And I, I um, this was not on my constant rotation of Robin Williams movies, but I'm really glad to recover. I think this is our first Robin Williams movie. Yeah, it is, man. Like I, okay, so let's just just quickly address this. The, the, your, you, okay, you picked Jumanji, but that is not an original pick. I <laughs> I gave you four <laughs> options last week, and I was like, you know what, Small Soldiers, Jumanji, uh, and I'm not going to name the other two. Uh, and and you're like, oh, you know what, oh, I like Jumanji. Let's go with Jumanji. <laughs> I'm just dude. Like, it was so it was so weird because it's just it was on Hulu, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, right. man, I'm going to watch it. It's on Hulu. And then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, he did actually say something about it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's jump into this bitch. What do you say? Hell yeah, dude. So, yeah, we start in, um, <clears throat> and yeah, this, like, I, I actually, I loved this when I was a kid. I thought this was so fucking cool. But now that I'm watching, <laughs> I'm like, this is like, it, it's cool in context. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I love, like, the way it starts with the whole, like, swirling of the of the letters coming in. It, this movie has, like, a very, obviously, like, a Jungle Book kind of vibe to it. Like, obviously. But, like, the use of the of the yellows and the greens and stuff, like, I, I, I really, really like that. Um, but we, we open up on these, on these two brothers that are in, uh, it's, it's 1869. 
Uh, we're in North Carolina, or not North Carolina. We're in New Hampshire, <laughs> Brantford, New Hampshire. Um, <clears throat> but these kids are burying this fucking thing out here. Uh, what I love is the first kid, he like slips it. He's like, help me, help me. Like the box has grown arms and it's like, no, yeah. like trying to eat him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you use like jump. God, you have the boxes supporting you up. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't need more help. Can we, um, can we just address? Okay. So as they're going to like dig. They hear the wolves, and then literally one of the the big brother is like, "Don't worry, it's just a pack of wolves." No, you shouldn't be worried about yeah. that. That's all good. Oh, yeah, this is fun. this is like oh, fuck it's it. eighteen it's eighteen sixty nine. There's these two fucking kids. Like, I'm sure they're used to fighting off a pack every day on their walk uphill yeah. both ways in the snow to go to school. Like their life expectancy <laughs> is like they've got like two years li- to live. Like that's the, and that's. that's- that kind of cracked me up about this is the fact that it's like these kids bear, bear in a, a board game. I'm like, for one thing, the older one, you should already have two kids and one of them should have like <laughs> rickets right now because you don't have enough like money to put meat and potatoes uh, on the table. Just And then uh, the younger. Oh, no, sorry, go, go ahead. Go call no, 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 go call him. Oh, I was going to say the, the younger kid. I'm like, yeah. And like at some point you're probably going to graduate from what's high school, which is like the equivalent of second grade around here, I guess. And you're going to go work in a mine and until your back gives out or something. That's like the first thing that I thought. I was like, no wonder these kids are playing playing fucking board games. Um, So I did actually want to talk about this scene as a whole. I don't, I think it'll benefit if it wasn't in here. Uh, the movie will benefit more if it wasn't in here. Because think about it. This is a prologue to a prologue. Uh, we have two time jumps yeah. in the space of like 15 minutes. And this scene doesn't really tell us anything. This It tells us, what, that Jamunda is something to be afraid of? Like, okay, fine. We find that out through the movie. Um, this scene doesn't really doesn't really add anything. It Like, it starts... It's Okay, it's cool. It's a cool way to start the movie visually and, and all that. But... Man, I just think start the movie off with uh, Alan finding the, well, you know, going through what he does and finding the the board game and it's a bit more mysterious and, you know, the dangers of Jumanji come out as the movie go, goes along. This this time jump, along with the one that you get like 15 to 20 minutes later, it's just, mm-hmm. it feels a little jagged. It's like, let's let's start our movie where we're supposed to start our movie, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, and and I think like I I don't mind it, but at the same time I would I would I would have just if it was scaled down a little bit more. The kids show up, there's a hole, they dig the hole, they fucking chuck it in there, and then then just drive off. And you're like, okay, cool, like it's storming. Why are they doing this in the middle of the night? It leaves a lot of stuff like versus the kid being like, oh help me, it's a dangerous board game that unleashes the horrors of the Amazon. Like like the kids just like like they give like you know make God have mercy on his soul. I'm like, dude, this is so okay. We get it, dude. dude it's the like lightning, the Necronomicon. The I get it. Right, right. The, the like, lightning oh. fucking crashes on his like as soon as he says, "May God have mercy on his soul." <laughs> I um, but yeah, basically we we see that this is um, what is it, Br- Brantford? Is that uh, I yeah. think it's Br- uh, yeah, Brantford. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a real place or not. It's um, not. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, but um. But yeah, basically, yeah, they they bury it. Cut to a hundred years later, nineteen sixty nine. We've got uh, Alan Parrish, a uh, young boy, and he's uh, he basically. I was like, dude, this this town is like fucking dairy out of it. That was like the first thing that I thought. What? I was like, I'm getting a, a real big like it feel right now. Um, but well, I love me, it. Alan's just no. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say for me, it's more like 
this is the opening of Small Soldiers. <laughs> even ah, on, yeah. Even fuck. on the Small Soldiers episode, I was talking about. It, I was like, even down to the character names, like Alan. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, fuck, they're, god damn it, dude! I am riding, so bad at this, dude. Riding bikes and saying hi to everyone while, like, you know, jaunty music plays. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, am I watching Small Soldiers right now? Yeah, no, and I, I. I love that feeling in movies. I love the, and I said that in Small Soldiers, the the whole kids on bike thing. I would fucking stick a, uh, I would put a stick in this kid's spindle on his on his wheels <laughs> if I saw him going by. I hate this fucking kid. I hate him. Like, <laughs> I think he's terrible. Like, and I like I feel for Alan, but this kid is terrible. I mean, he's like even the girl that plays the younger Sarah Whittle. I'm both like, this is awful. Like, did you blow your whole child budget on Kirsten Dunst? And like, like I don't I don't get it. Like, I just do. Do not like him at all. And like, I love oh you. The cop, the cop is like directing traffic and he's just like, just running up. And ha- as Alan's like halfway over the thing, he's like, Oh, you're good to go, Alan. And he's like, Oh, thanks, Bill, or whatever. <laughs> and that guy's like, Yeah, d- don't worry. You were just fucking halfway across before I said you were cool, but whatever. You're, you're, it's the and, 60s. You're, you're rich and white. And I really don't have anything. I don't have any choice here. <laughs> and he's one of those assholes who rides his bike on the damn street while the fucking cars have to slow down to appease him. But I will run I know. Over. Right, yeah, especially, dude, here we have a lot of bikers that'll be, like, out on roads that are 50 miles an hour. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I'm not saying right on the sidewalk, but don't go fucking do that shit. Like, you're crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> this this bully, the, was it Billy? I think Billy is the kid that's chasing <laughs> uh, Alan around. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks exactly like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's like a younger yeah. version of Cameron. And I was, like, I was just, yeah, I was like, and I loved him in Spin City. That was my, that's where my introduction to him was. I think he was in Twister as well. I didn't catch Ferris Bueller's Day Off until I was well. like, oh, is yeah, I, I didn't catch Ferris Bueller until I was like twenty. Never watched that. Um, but yeah, this kid, I was like, how how just- old is now? Go ahead. I was just going to say, can we acknowledge that this kid says, prepare to die, parish? Like, he, is yeah, he going right. to murder him? Yeah, it's just like Henry Bowers out of it. Like, as he has like a switchblade, he's going to start carving his name into his stomach. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? Um, and all this for just like talking to your fucking girlfriend. I'm like, God, that's what the fuck, man? You're a little psychopath. Um, but basically, Alan is uh, out outrunning these bullies. He's going to his dad's, uh, his dad's, the parachute company of New Hampshire. Appar- apparently, somewhat infamous. I guess I think it seems like a pretty big deal. Um, like especially later on when when Alan's talking to the homeless guy about like I can't believe they ever shut this place down. Blah blah blah. Um, but um, but yeah, well, I, wait, I get the, this. The parishes, the the parishes are like this. Um, I think really like affluent family. In, yeah. in Brantford, because that statue that we saw at the start as well, like I'm, I think that's a, a monument to the parishes, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Angus Parish. It looks yeah. just like Robin Williams in Night at the Museum. By the way, <laughs> right. I was like, "What Dude, the I'm so fuck?" So glad you uh-huh. said that. So glad you said that. <laughs> and like, yeah, it, it's definitely a thing because you know that sword that you know he uses to fight off that that plant later. He says, "Sorry, Angus." <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah, like it is a thing. Like the the parishes are very well established here in Brantford. 
Right. Yeah. I actually wrote in my notes. It was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, as Alan's just crossing this and riding on sidewalks and just like cops are waving him through. I'm like, must be nice, Alan. Must be He's nice. To have that, yeah. Have, <laughs> have that white boy fucking shoe money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And next, um, now, now he's about to meet his uh, fucking soul man. Soul, black oh, soul dude, man brother. David Allen Greer, man. I love David Allen Greer. He's fucking hilarious, dude. Did you ever watch uh, In Living Color at all? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, that was like, I mean, late 80s, early 90s. I had like Jim Carrey was big on there, um, like the the Wayans Brothers. There's like a lot of people on that show. Um, really, really funny stuff on YouTube. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where to watch it on TV anymore, honestly. Right. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you were about to start talking. <laughs> I was like, I was oh, maybe like, he'll want to say something about David Allen Greer. But he's like, no, nah, fuck David Allen Greer. <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. No, but you know what, dude? Like when they, this is um something that my, my mate uh, fucking licked me to. Where, you know, when uh, later, um you know, he's in the police car and he's like, soul man. Like they, they bond over that. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. actually got the word soul man on his apron. I never realized that. Yeah. Yeah, no, That's, I thought uh, that was really fucking cool. It's nice. It's hard to see. I was like, they should have made that thing like, like they should have made yeah. it like black. Like I can't really see it on his thing. Um, but um, oh, and Joe Johnson did the Wolfman, and I don't hate that movie either. I, I don't like it, but I, I was, but I don't hate yeah, it. I don't like He's that like, movie. let's just let's just move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, please. I do like. But Benicio. yeah, so, wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I, when is Ben? When is Benicio bad? He's such a fucking good actor. Right. Um. But uh, but yeah, we meet uh, we meet we meet Bentley, aka the Soul Man, um, and he's uh, you know, just basically Alan's Alan's hiding out here, and uh, I love Did you this just call him like Bentley, like like his last name. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, even in the subtitles, it's just Bentley, and when he when he sees Fuck him off, later, dude. his just... name is Carl, right? It's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I was Bentley. fucking. <laughs> Carl, whatever. I, Bentley stuck out more to me than Carl. I was like, all right, what? that's going to be a lot easier to remember. Come on, man. Um, he, looks like, he looks like a Carl. I'm Carl. <laughs> but yeah, either way, we meet Carl Bent, Carl the Soul Man Bentley. Jesus. I, I'll say his full name from now on. Um, all right, no, cool. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> but basically, uh, he he shows him this, I, I guess, like the first tennis shoe kind of ever made, like actual. I was like, oh, that's fucking kind of cool. Um, says they're going to be the height of fashion. He has a interview or I guess kind of like an appointment with uh, with Alan's dad that he's going to show him. Um, it but, also looks yeah, like know, something um, Neil Armstrong is going to wear and on the moon. Like that no, shit. This looks like something. Looks like something I would have gotten out of Goodwill in like 1995. <laughs> like, like that. That definitely looks like a pair of shoes my mom bought me in like 95 uh, from Goodwill. But, uh, but yeah, Alan's dad comes in. <clears throat> you know, Alan, this is not a playground. Like, I love how he is like the Family Guy British stereotypical, like, like kind of like serve Reginald Bottom Tooth the Fourth. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, family Guy. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, this is not a playground. Is Billy Jessup bothering you again? And uh, you know, he tells Alan, you know, you got to go out there. You got to face it like a man. Blah blah blah. Not knowing there's fucking seven kids out there. Thanks, Dad. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like looked out the window, would, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would love if the if Alan just got all those kids to come back later and they all beat the shit out of his dad. Like, come on, Dad. Come on. It's only seven people, and they're all fucking beating the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> 
But basically, Alan, uh, Alan's dad, you know, says that this is not a playground, uh, sends Alan away. Alan accidentally puts the parish, t- parish tennis, tennis shoe on the conveyor belt and annihilates the machine, which uh, Carl, sold man Bentley, takes a, um, <laughs> takes, ends up taking the blame for. Um, and I know, we, well, well, I guess we don't see the conclusion of this right away, but later on, yeah, he's totally fucking fired for this. And, I'm. I've got a question about him at the very end of this, uh, but I'm going to put a, a cork in that for now. Just, just, just remind me later right. to talk about right. to talk about him at the end of this. Um, Alan goes outside, faces his bullies, and they beat the ever loving shit out of him. Um, the thing that cracks me up is I'm sitting here watching this, and it, and it does this almost exact same angle shot as Shawshank Redemption when they close in on him and they pull away. <laughs> and I, I would just, I wanted Morgan Freeman to come through and say, well. Alan Parrish made it out that day. My prison's <laughs> no fairy tale world. And they left him alone for a little while, and sometimes he was able to fight him off. Like I, I, wish I, I could wanted tell to you that Alan fought the good fight against the sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do, that I, do is, uh, I do like this. I do like this pan to the the monument as he gets his ass beat. Like the you see the monument yes. in the foreground. Fucking visual storytelling. That's awesome. And by the way, yeah, I love that. Like, I know that this is the owner's son, but he's just like marching around this dangerous ass fucking shoe factory. It's like, oh, hey, everybody. They're not like, hey, no, you got to be the fuck out of here, dude. No way. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, I love this because immediately Alan gets beat up and he's and he's hearing the dun dun, you know, the drums of, of the Jumanji. And I love. Like well, for one thing, they take off and like, oh, I got his bike. I'm like, what about the bike you rode here on? Are you gonna ride two bikes home? Like, how the fuck did you figure that out? Like, um, he's done that uh, awkward but- thing where he's riding like one bike and he's like like holding the handlebars of the other next to him as he goes home. Like, fuck off. Oh God, fuck that. Um. But uh, but yeah, Alan hears the uh, Alan hears the drums of uh, of the game calling him from this construction site. Nobody cares. Iconic. No, nobody yeah, cares no, that this no kid is fucking fuck. walking around a construction site. All these no, guys no, like this guy's f- just gonna walk up here and is like fucking tucked in, like shirt tucked in, like you know fucking nothing, no hard hat, like zero safety. Don't give a fuck. Who cares? It's the sixties. Exactly. I was- Exactly. I was like, "What?" I'm surprised someone's there now. Like, "Hey, kid, you got to get out of here unless you want to buy some cigarettes." And this kid just starts like starts Alan smoking and shit. Well, after um, after he finds the the after he finds Jumanji, he looks over and there's this guy kind of like staring at him. But I'm like, "Dude, are you gonna like stare at this kid, or are you gonna tell him to put on some damn?" safety equipment <laughs> you know what i mean well um, I, I wanted to, i wanted to see a little bit of that construction guy like maybe he's like around a corner with like some cocaine on his hand and he's like <laughs> and then turns around and there's Alan, and you, he's like oh, I would say like, oh you don't. Did, he, did he just see me do that oh fuck <laughs> um but yeah but, basically yeah, I, alan no go ahead go ahead uh, i do remember as a kid kind of being like disoriented uh because i'm a, I'm a kid and i'm an idiot and I didn't fully realize that they'd kind of like excavated this construction site. So I was always like, wait, so they buried Jumanji, but he finds it on the side of a wall. <laughs> I remember being like, kind of like turned around. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, hold on. He's, yeah, okay, it makes sense. No, Fucking yeah, it's, it, yeah, kind of. Um, no, but I, uh, <laughs> basically, Alan finds the game. Uh, you know, he, he breaks open the box, gets it out, and uh, and brings it home. And um, and but I, 
I love this kind of relationship between like his parents and stuff. It's very product of the times. That's the way it was back then. Like even uh, like Freddie Mercury in his book about him I was reading, he was like, my parents sent me off to a uh, like a boy school and I came back for Christmas and like uh, maybe the summer sometimes. He's like, but I was gone for like nine years. I was like, holy shit. Like you end up basically living your whole life away from everybody. Like fuck all that, man. Like that's terrifying. Um, like, I don't blame this kid at all for having a fucking problem with this. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, Alan, you know, you can see him, he drops the pieces down. You know, she, you know, he's like, oh yeah. Later on, he's like, oh, it must be magnetic or something. I'm like, yeah, magnetic. Sure, Alan. Like, this is a fucking <laughs> 1969 board game. Um, what kind of magnets do you think they're using? Like, that, that is some powerful magnets, dude, if it's going to go in like that. Yeah, exactly. Especially for a fucking, like, board game. Um, but um but yeah basically there's this event going on in uh in the honor of uh of Alan's uh, of Alan's father Sam um and uh basically this is also where we find out that Alan's mother has told Sam like oh by the way you know there was not just one guy there was five or six of them and you know he but he tells Alan he's like I'm proud of you I'm proud that you actually went out there and faced it anyways um and that it wasn't just Billy Jessup and that's you know we've decided that you um well, and since you've taken it like there's this whole take it like a man thing, this whole thing like prevalent throughout this. And this will come up later with Van Pelt. Um, but they're saying, you know, because you took it like a man, you know, we're going to send you off to fucking Cliffside School for Boys for the next eight years. Like, holy shit. Like, do you imagine that? Do you imagine just being like, I, I, I would hate that. Like, I actually, I mean, you went to, did you go to like a private school, like a Catholic school, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. See, I went to um like a Baptist like private private Christian school for like 3 years. I fucking hated it. Oh, really? I could not stand it, dude. See, I for me, I it's like, because, like I was I was with all of my friends and stuff from like primary school, so the it was kind of seamless and we all kind of all got along and you know and like I was always like I was actually a little bit rebellious back in my high school days, so um it was always fun. See, I just I didn't like the dress code. I did. I couldn't read. I couldn't read Goosebumps. Like we were not allowed to read stuff like that. And I was like, what? dude, this is fucking lame. And like, yeah. I was in like fourth, fifth, and sixth grade the whole time I was there. I all none of my friends were there. I didn't. All of these kids were like super fucking sensitive, and like parents made a lot of money. And I was just like, I'm just not like that, man. Like I'm in I'm in here with no shirt on, eating a bologna sandwich in the kitchen. Like <laughs> like I'm not like like I don't know. All these kids are like, I have a vegan I have a vegan lunchable. <laughs> I'm like fuck you. You, you should have bailed, dude. It's like you know, if you're not letting me read some R.L. Stein, get me the fuck out of here yeah right exactly um by the way they treat but, uh, like this the way they approach this this um this cliffside school for boys like they're given the pamphlet and stuff they, dude they treat it like it's god's gift to humanity they're like congratulations and shit and i'm just like fuck man <laughs> like you they, you will go here and hit puberty like what <laughs> yeah, you will go here by yourself away from us too the the people who raised you and you grew up with and the only people that really you know know you <laughs> but have fun congratulations you made it what right yeah that's fucked up um but yeah parish basically hall, they right? have this do what parish hall like it's named after his father yeah yeah parish hall yeah um God, yeah, I can't wait till you kids already chase me around because I'm a parish. Wait till I'm living in a building that's named after me. It was Great named line. after my father. And he's like, well, then Dude. you live there. <laughs> awesome. That's a good line. Um, the, 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 the delivery here is awesome. I love I loved that. It was named after my father. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, his guy's great. Like, if there's anybody, he actually, I'm like, dude, let's. I want to hear this guy read some Vader dialogue. I know that's yes. like sacrosanct, and, and someone's gonna stab me in my sleep for fucking saying anybody else besides uh, the great James Earl Jones. He but, lives in Nashville, uh, listeners. Guy, hunt him down. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. Either way, they, yeah, they get into this huge argument. You know, maybe I don't want to be like you. Maybe I don't even want to be a parish. Uh, you, you, well, you definitely want with that attitude and blah, blah. I love. She's like Sammy. Like, get your coat. <laughs> and she's like, hold up, motherfucker. Right. Who do you think you're talking to? Like, my mom and my girlfriend would have cleaned my clock. They'd have been like, oh, who dude, the fuck totally. do you think you're talking to? <laughs> but I mean, guy, it's fucking sixty nine. He's know? an abuser. He's raised his he's raised his hand a few times. I guarantee you. Right. Well, the the funny part, like Alan comes back and he's like, oh, great. I get to be a kid again. And he's like, oh, wait, my dad's a piece of shit who drinks a lot and beats me and my mom. I'm like, oh, fuck. I think I'm going to go back to Jumanji or what? Yeah, or his dad's a piece of shit. And then when he comes back out of Jumanji, he knows like how to fight him and shit now. He's like monkey knife fights him as like a little kid. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, he storms out. Um, you know, we're taking you no, there he, tomorrow. He storms out. He storms- I was going to say, he storms out after, like, loading his briefcase with, like, fucking bread. <laughs> bread and fucking Well, no, no, his, his dad storms out. His dad and mom, oh, you know, his okay. dad's right now. Well, I don't ever want to talk to you again, you know, and same store, and then he leaves. And, yeah, he's just like, here's some bread and some mayo. I'm like, just bread and mayo, huh? That's it? That's all you're going to eat? <laughs> just like bread and mayo sandwiches? But, That's a lot all right, of cars, whatever. Bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you're just kind of that one like white trash parish kind of like kid who who just like likes shit like that. I'm like, whatever, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, basically, as uh, as Alan is uh, you know, gathering up his uh, <laughs> his sandwich and all this other stuff, he forgets about the game. Here's the game, um, and um, and that's when uh, we get our introduction to Sarah Whittle. What do you what do you think about this character? What do you think about the girl that plays her, the younger version of her? I don't like her. I mean, like, I don't, I right. don't, I don't really. I, look, I think the kid that plays uh, Alan is a lot better than the kid that plays Sarah, but not by much. And I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like him. Like, it's tough, especially in the nineties, man. It was tough to find good child actors. Luckily, Judy and Peter are good child actors. Luckily, um, because these two are not not fantastic. See, I, I just. I disagree about yeah. 90s child actors strictly because you have Leon, a professional. You have Natalie Portman. Ah, yes, and then yes, yes. You, you've also got The Good Son and fucking Home Alone. Uh, yeah, you like, I, if anything, I think that th- it, it, it seems worse because the stakes have been turned up so high now. Because you have Kirsten Dunst's interview with a vampire. You know, you have shit like that that's like, dude, these kids are fucking phenomenal. Especially, uh, especially Macaulay Culkin and fucking Good Son and shit like that. Like, holy hell, man. Um, and yeah, so the scrutiny level is even higher now, which I mean, some, I mean, some would argue that's, that's definitely for worse than for better because you see what happens to these kids and shit, which is just awful. Um, but no, it's just the whole thing, even when, and we can just go ahead and, and get right there. You know, they start playing the game. Uh, he starts getting sucked in. And just the whole like, ah, I'm like, <laughs> dude, that is awesome. I mean, he's terrible. But then she's literally she she curls her arms up to her chest. She looks to her left, ah, looks to her right, ah, looks yeah. to her left. Ah, and I'm like, dude, that is dog <laughs> shit. That is really bad. That is fucking it's hard terrible. to watch, dude. And this dude, Ooh, the CG felt... as well. The CG doesn't help either. 
Oh no, no. I, I was like, that is fucking garbage. Um I like the I like the smoky effect once he's like sucked in, like when it's like wrapping around. And I love the way the bats look. Cause it's quick. They're, it's dark. We don't see them. Like they're moving too fast. The detail, like it looks awesome. And even like a lot of this, I was like, dude, this is giving me like a some serious Batman vibes. Like this huge fucking house, like a kid, the parents being gone, all these bats like come flying out and shit. I was like, oh, that's kinda of, like it just gave me a, a bit of a Batman vibe but especially once she runs out and there's the shot of the door like open and we see the house across the street and the bats flying out i do love that shot though like there I are some too. really really cool shots like when well, they when well, when they first run across the bats and then it's them looking at each other and then good shot yeah. man it's it's really really it cool like what the fuck is about to happen dude because there's like no like you said the prologue to the prologue kind of like it sets it up but we don't i i, I like you said like either we don't need that or we need that scaled back a lot because then like it's it's revving things up like too high i think well dude speaking speaking to that shot that that last shot here um and look i'm not i'm not gonna move this on but like that shot, I love, you know me, I like my music and I like my score. So I like the way the score kind of builds up, especially like when the bats come out and she's kind of running out. And then like the score like immediately stops and goes silent as soon as the door closes. I love that shit, dude. Like uh, whenever it just kind of plays into that. But yeah, like this is, you know, this was always a, a scene that was kind of in, I always remember... It's it's burned into my head. This movie used to play on TV all the fucking time. We used to watch commercials of it all the time. And whenever when Alan says, "Want to play?" like that is burned in my head. Like the the way he says it and everything, because that was in every commercial. Want to play? And I'm just like, "Want to play?" <laughs> this time around, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, "Fucking hell, dude." Uh, I have definitely, yeah. I have definitely at some point somebody at work and be like, hey, where are you going? I'm like, I'm off to find my parents. <laughs> I've, I've done that Dude, several times. I have woken up from like hung hangovers, like stupid, like fucking night befores, and I don't realize where I'm at, where I'm at. And I just say to my friends, what year is it? Like, what year is it? Yeah. Um, also, I don't want to go past the rules of Jumanji real quick. Uh, Jumanji, a game for those who wish to find a way to leave their world behind. You roll the dice to move your token, doubles gets another turn, and the first one to reach the end wins. Adventurers, beware. Do not start uh, Do not start until you intend to finish. The exciting consequences of the game will vanish only when a player has reached Jumanji and called out its name. Pretty simple. Like, it's, it's super... Like stripped down. I like that. I like that they don't really give like, but there's like unspoken shit, you know, him trying to like cheat the system and stuff. And like, like the, like the whole thing of, you know, really, cause it's kind of thing of like, you can roll and let's say a fucking bunch of bears come out. So the bears come out. We don't have to defeat that threat. We can just roll again. We could just dodge, like, we can just keep rolling. Like, you might end up with a room full of, like, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. But, like, at the same time, I would just keep playing the game and running until I fucking finally rolled and got to Jumanji. Like, and then, like, take this thing and just shoot it into the sun, for the love of God. Like, just shoot this fucking thing into the sun, finally. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about it later, but, like, man, when when uh, when Peter does cheat, when he, like, drops, drops the dice uh, to, like, the numbers that he, like, the the amount that he needs i i would have done that i would have tried that like i'm i'm just like the the game has given me no no rules for like what the consequences are for like dropping the dice like that so i would have tried that for sure but I, then i would have turned into a monkey man so there you go yeah i mean 
I wish they would have used that to their advantage a little bit more. Like we see him even pre-monkey of him like being being pretty agile and like getting the game when it's going down that like river and shit. I'm like, so where? Why is this kid not fucking like Planet of the Apes nightcrawling his ass all over this place, like doing some cool shit? Like you've got the you've spent you blew all your terrible CGI monkey money at the beginning. <laughs> now we don't have anything for fucking Peter. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, but yeah, this is where we cut to the present day. Uh, is that that transition you were talking about of the of it being on the door handles and it just says twenty six years later? It's like the That's same cool. shot. Yeah, I love yeah, that. That is yeah. that is really really fucking cool. Um, but um, but yeah, this is where uh, Judy and Peter move in. I, for the love of God, cannot remember their aunt's name. I for like I, I for some odd reason. You say Nora. Yep. Okay, thank God, dude. I could not remember. I'm like, oh, Lilith from Frasier. That's it. That's all you ever are. <laughs> Fucking, at least always one of us Lilith. does our jobs. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Thank God this is my pick. I don't have to do that shit. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is, you know, they're moving in. I love what, like the stories that, that Judy's always telling the realtor. It's like, you want to know how I got these scars? That's like all <laughs> I can think of the whole time. It's yes. Like, <laughs> yes. It's just her constantly fucking with them. That's just so hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did she say? She's like, when the sheets, when the sheets yak was going down, they, they took an empty champagne bottle and put a message in it, which they found days later. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> like the way, she's like laughing, walking away later. I'm like, God, she was, and, and like I said, probably still is a very talented at, at such a young age, but it's rare. Kristen Stewart's one of the ones who didn't really like, I know she's done some like more indie kind of stuff later on. And I think she's kind of like, as she strikes me as the type of person who's just kind of like over Pause. like the Hollywood kind. Do what? Pause. You just said Christian Stewart. Oh God, sorry, Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Those God fucking names like, dude, always. Kirsten Dunst <clears throat> has more talent in her fucking in the palm of her hand than Christian Stewart. I'm sorry. Right now, but dude, I, I, oddly enough, those careers, both young actresses, both did big major Hollywood like franchises. Now doing indie movies, they're like, nah, fuck it, we're not yeah. doing this shit anymore. Um, but um, but yeah, what do you what do you think of like Judy and Peter? What do you think of them as characters in relation to like being the final components that are needed to like to finish this game because that's basically like Alan would have been stuck there forever like 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 do you do you like their characters do you think they're like kind of annoying or it's just, are they just like the people that we need to get back to Alan's game because I was kind of thinking about that do we really need them like or we, like they don't really learn they don't really grow like we're just kind of using them to get back to Alan in a sense right well I like I like what you said I like that you know the, the, there's this like new generation of kids who comes along and like picks up the torch of like what the last generation of kids did I like that that's awesome but yeah you are right man once Sarah and once Alan come back into the fray these two are kind of like inconsequential even though you know the Jumanji requires that they need to be there technically because they've already started the game so four players need to be into the in the game but by the time we get to the end man it just seems a bit like we're here because we're here like where we don't really have right. any sort of purpose other than to finish the game um i do like the interplay between these two especially there's a scene coming up when you know they're in um they like like they're in bed and they're talking about their, you know, I miss mum and dad. And I'm just like, oh man, I, I buy that. I buy the, I buy the performances. So, um, 
it is good, man. Like, and they don't get annoying. Like, these two do not get annoying for me. Um, they're just kind of there. Like, they're not amazing. They're not terrible. They're just there. Their reactions are great, though. Right. Yeah. And and I do. I think I think once you add kids into anything like this, it automatically like like kind of moves your stakes up. If it's just like a bunch of adults, you're like, well, somebody dies. At least you're an adult. It's like, well, there's fucking kids in here now. So like, let's be careful. Um, But yeah, basically, we've got Judy and Peter. Parents have died in a skiing accident uh, like sometime prior. So they're now they're with their aunt uh, and they are moving into the now vacant parish house uh, 26 years later in 1995. Um, I like this whole thing, you know, them kind of like moving around the house. Uh, I think it, when Nora tries to open up, I think it's Alan's room, the one that's been like bolted shut, like she can't open it up. I was like, I like that detail because he has to come in and kick it in later. I was like, that's cool. I, I like that out of all of these rooms, the parishes were just like, no, like lock it shut. We never want to go in there again. It's like a small detail when you kind of like they not in like, I want to forget about this. It's like. I want his room to be in perfect, pristine condition, exactly like it was when he disappeared for when he comes back. I'm like, that. that is – I took so much from that little detail. I was like, that is so sad. That just like really got me. I was like, that's just like – Oh, that's that's gut wrenching, man. God damn, um, I didn't I didn't think about it that hard. I was just like, oh, this is a fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it really, God, just just didn't really take on board the whole fucking. Oh, we've lost our son. Oh, we're fucking. We. I'll kill you, and then you kill me, and then we'll just commit suicide <laughs> together. <laughs> and, well, and then then the the fucking the the, the the half the town thinking you murdered your own fucking kid. Like yeah. holy shit, that's fu- that's some like. That's some like pe- the people who think that the Sandy Hook parents are actor shit. I'm like, that oh. is fucking terrible, dude. Like, that's awful to like think that I and just have no. That about that element. Like, I had forgotten that everyone thought the father killed um, Alan. And like, yeah, you get it from this this um, this exterminator here who's like, you know, chopped right. him up into little pieces. Yeah. Right, yeah, and that's that's basically yeah, like moving right along. They kind of take a tour of the house. Uh we see that uh that um that Judy's more prone to lie. She's telling these stories about how their parents died. Peter is dealing with it just not talking at all. Um and they, they uh, basically they go upstairs and see a bat and they call an exterminator. This guy is a jackass, dude. If I had two right. kids and this is what you were telling me, I would be like, "Get the f- Fuck out of my house. I would go John Malkovich on these motherfuckers and be like, get out of my house now. Like, I would, oh, dude, I would be so fucking pissed off at this moron, dude. This guy's like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't see any bats, but I found a hot dog on the floor I've been eating for about the last three or four minutes. So, like, he's such a fucking moron, dude. Oh, my God. Not a bad insight, man. Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay loves that line, my girlfriend. She says that all the time. Like, I've watched this the last couple of days, and every time she be like like literally mouthing it with the word not a bad inside man like loves this fucking part um, it's such a random like a random moment to like that <laughs> it's i do it it's, it's so kind of the, uh, yeah exactly kind of like the the whole i love to find my bear i just get so, dude the smallest things will get me sometimes um but um but yeah, he's like, you know, it's bats I wouldn't be worried about. I wouldn't want to live in a house where someone was murdered. I'm like, Whoa. oh, that's great. Right. You're not going to cool. terrify. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking hell, man. These kids are like, these kids, have you seen how young these kids are? You're telling them a fucking yeah. ghost story right now. 
little Alan Parrish, I say his father bit it. There's a thousand places he could have hide the body, especially if he chopped it up first. I'm like, you fucking moron. And he's like, oh, hey, yeah, now everything's cool. Bye. See you guys later. Like, holy shit. Um, I love the fact that their their aunt is able to do 11 hours of work in four minutes of a montage. That's incredible. Right. right. Uh, there is one thing that I wanted to uh, float float by you. Um, mm. So, and this is this is me getting my little lawyer thing out, but not really. It's me being a bit more interested in true crime. Um, is there a uh, is there a requirement in the states or whatever state you're in? Uh, well, Tennessee, but obviously this is uh, what New Hampshire. Hampshire is that? Is that yeah, a state? yeah, New Hampshire. So, is there yeah, a requirement a state, yeah. for? Is there a requirement for realtors to tell you whether someone's been murdered in a house before buying it? Um, I, th- I think that there's like a, honestly, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Uh, it, it probably varies from like state to state. Like, uh, like, uh, I mean, uh, obviously I don't want to sit there and just like guess I'm, I'm, uh, but I, I've heard of plenty of people who bought a house and knew that the person, that there was somebody murdered in their house and didn't really give a fuck, got like 30 or 40 grand knocked off of it. Uh, oh, and then wow. there's a lot of people who are like, who are like, dude, I had no idea. Like, uh, so I've kind of heard like 50, 50. Well, let me let me just go down like a little bit of a tangent. I won't I won't be too long. But here in the state of New South Wales, um, I found this out pretty recently. Here in the state of New South Wales, there is a requirement for real estate agents to tell you um, whether someone has actually been murdered in a house that you're about to buy. Um, and oh shit! That came out from the case of Seth Gonzalez. So Seth Gonzalez, uh, he murdered his entire family in um, in a suburb called Ride here. And basically, he was just a. It was it was an inside like obviously him, uh, and I don't know why he did it. It like there is a case file episode about it actually, Colin. If you want to check that out, um, oh. it's yeah, it's titled the Gonzalez family. Check it out. It's case file. Um, great podcast. We've talked about it plenty of times here. But yeah, murdered his entire family, man, and um, that was a like people bought that house, and then like, um, they found out afterwards that. You know, there'd been a fucking triple murder here. Um, Fuck. Yeah, and and then there's just like a new law that came in that said, "Hey, real estate agents, you need to let people know that there was a triple murder here, or actual an actual murder here." That's a crazy case, Fuck, though. Yeah. That's an insane case. Well, I, I just I just pulled this up. In most states, the owner would indeed be expected to disclose a, def, uh, a, uh, a defect causing the house to be stigmatized so that buyers could adjust their expectations and purchase price accordingly. As a practical manner, this, uh, this, this disclosure would likely be made on the seller disclo- disclosure form that is required in most U.S. states. Right. So, yep. yeah, there yep. you go. Uh, ba- yep. Basically, yeah, you got to tell somebody. I, uh, I remember I actually asked, dude, it was like, I will never forget this. I'm working one day and uh, a friend of mine's like, um, oh, yeah, I got to leave early today. I'm signing the papers on our house. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome, dude. You guys are buying a house. And they're like, not somebody who, you know, is not that much older than me. We're working the same job. And I was like, that's crazy. You guys just like save up a lot of money or whatever. He's like, no, we, we got like a big price chunk taken off the house. I was like, how? He's like, oh, so some lady got murdered in it. <laughs> See you later. And I was like, holy Jeez. shit. You can't leave me at the end of a conversation with that. I was just like, I got to go back to work. And I'm just over here thinking about your murder house. Like, holy fuck. Um, yeah, that just 
like Jesus. rocked me. Just the casualness of it. I was like, ah, ha, 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 okay, bye. Um, I'm, but, just, uh, I'm just, I'm just reading. Um, sorry, I, like just to go back to the Gonzalez is just real quickly. Yeah, so, yeah. L J Hooker, the real estate agency, was fined twenty one thousand um, dollars in November two thousand five. The house was sold for seven hundred twenty thousand dollars, eighty thousand less than the initial sale to a buyer who was aware of its history. So obviously, you know, being aware of the history of the house is going to affect the price of the of the purchase value. Right, yeah. I'm so glad that we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about this. Um, n- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, this is, must be so entertaining to listen to. This is a learning um, podcast, guys. I know, right? But like, we're here to we're we're here for you guys to to listen and learn. Um, but uh, but yeah, we, uh, but uh, so basically, we cut to that night. They're having dinner. They're talking about. Can't believe I have to go see the principal after your first day. I don't know exactly which one she's talking to. I assume she's talking to Judy. I guess, but uh, she doesn't ever really so seem too. like she's. Yeah, because um, she's a liar. Yeah, and that's, you, do what? Well, because like she's been set up as like a liar, like someone who's pretty right. deceptive and shit. So, right, like a fucking fucking pathological liar. Right, uh, but uh. But yeah, this is where we, you know, she says, "Oh yeah, well, you know, I know why you got the the house so the the house for so cheap." And, you know, chopped him up and hit him in the walls. All right, that's enough. Go to your room. I'm sick of your lying. She's like, you know, and that's where she straight up says, "No, this was actually not a lie." She's like, "Oh, well, fuck. That's I didn't know that. I don't I don't really want to know that. God damn it." Um, but the uh, what is it? The next day, yeah, we've got the kids. They finally uh, they hear the drums again. They start uh, rummaging through the attic and find Jumanji in the room. Uh, I love the shot of them sitting on their knees and that light behind them, like coming through, like that 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 little uh, circle shaped kind of like glass uh, thing yeah. on the wall. I love that. That looks really fucking cool. Um, this is a great set, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this, this I'm sure this was a blast. Um, but yeah, they drop their tokens and boom, the game picks up pretty much right where the original one took off from 1969. Um, I believe it's Judy who rolls first, I, I believe. Um, yeah, and basically, like I said, they, they read off the rules just like we said before. Um, and, uh, and and it's important to note there's already the two pieces on the board. We've got well, we've got Sarah and obviously, I mean, if you've seen this, uh, we've got Sarah and Allen's, and they don't know where the first two come from, which I think is kind of cool. I always I always thought that was interesting. At first, they're just kind of like, oh, well, what are these? Well, whatever, you know. It's like, no, these are other players. You dumbass, goddammit. it, you um, fucking shit, but, children. Uh, what do you think of the the style of the board and shit like that? Like, what do yeah, you man, think of I like was the whole talk about aesthetic? That. It looks fantastic. It looks great. <laughs> uh, the design of it, like it looks very weathered. It, um, like when they open it, I mean, like the it looks it looks all weathered and shit. But yeah, this board always looked fantastic to me. Oh yeah, I love the whole design of it. It's got it's just got that whole tribal ivory like kind of look to it. I I fucking love that. Um, but um. But yeah, like I said, they they find this game, they're busting it out. Uh, they come across the Jumanji board game, The Attic. They open up. Uh, the first roll of the dice by Judy spawns the giant mosquitoes, which soon fly out an open window uh, in the attic. I uh, like w- like I like the way that these things progress. It's like mosquitoes, and then it's monkeys, and then it's a lion. You know, it kind of like grows and grows like each time. Um, you- what's so funny though? It's mis- well, go now. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you like the, the riddles that the game gives? Like this one, like a tiny bite can make you itch, make you sneeze, make you twitch. I do like that, but I like some of these threats. I'm like, that's that's like 
okay, so, oh yeah, mosquitoes. Like, I, I, apparently an 11-year-old child with a tennis racket can defeat this fucking thing, like, right off the bat. And then the monkeys show up, and the monkeys are just like, well, we're going to throw some shit, bye. And then they just leave. I was like, oh, well, that's <laughs> kind of annoying. Like, you just well, kind of, like... With the okay. mosquitoes, you can just get some fucking raid. <laughs> just spray right. that shit, you know? The monkeys are like, you just shook up a can of Coke and handed it to me. I'm like, <laughs> well, this is not really dangerous, but it's really fucking annoying. It's uh, and uh, I don't inconvenience. Like yeah. Right, exactly. Um, now, the imagery of the monkeys and stuff uh, in the kitchen looks a lot like the book, but uh, where it's different is that the book's uh, imagery doesn't look like a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I thought that was interesting. Uh, this movie's CGI, I was like, ah, oh, Jesus, good God almighty. That is um, just a little, yeah, that's just a little tidbit that I found on IMDb Trivia. Uh, actually, I was just reading that off verbatim that the imagery is similar, except for the fact that it doesn't look like shit. Um, I hate the way these monkeys look. I just, I can't even, I'm not even going to extrapolate upon that anymore Dude. just because I just right then and there, I fucking hate it. If if you love the way that this yeah. looks, I, I question your intelligence and your taste. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like holy fuck, this is awful and the fuck um, and the fact that like they are so like prevalently present prevalently present throughout this movie like they keep coming back they keep coming back like they're on the right. fucking motorcycle at the end i'm just like oh 1995 you don't know what you had man like <laughs> you don't right yeah you i mean thought you were you've got well. fucking yeah, you've got fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, I know you can fucking do this. You've got a budget of 50, 50 60 million dollars. I know you can fucking do that. 65, um, dude. Like, that is a lot of money in 1995. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they, they do a lot of like off, like off the back lot shooting. They do a lot of stuff like outdoors. And, and I love that. And I'm sure that does get pricey, especially like bringing in all the water and destroying these sets and stuff like that. But uh, but at the same time, yeah, I was just like, man, man, that's just that's just kind of disappointing. Um, but basically, yeah, they fight off the mosquito, the mosquitoes, the monkeys show up. They fight off the monkeys. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The the uh, the riddle that pops up. Uh, we've got uh, Peter. It's Peter who rules. His fangs are sharp. He likes your taste. Move, you better move your your party. Better move post haste, uh, which is the riddle for the lion. I, I I don't like the sound of that. Then we hear the lion's tail hits the piano keys, and Peter goes, Judy, someone's in here. She's like, oh, wow, because I didn't fucking realize that, <laughs> Peter. Thank you so much. I'm uh, fucking six inches away from your face. Like, I'm right ears. in front of you. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just because you're mute doesn't mean I'm fucking deaf. Like, God damn it. Like, like it just it kind of cracked me up. Just, Judy, someone's in here. I would have laughed if she just, like, pushed him backwards in the lines. Like, just fucking take him. He's a moron. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually, I love the way this line looks. I like it more digitally than, like, practically. Because, like, when they I shoot agree. it, like, when it jumps when it jumps down to the bottom of the stairs, it's kind of, like, like kind of got this, like, shadow cast on it. But then when it rolls to, like, the practical one i'm like ah it just looks real kind of choppy it's like very slow versus like the animated one you can tell it's got this like real sleek like the way a lion should feel but when they cut to the practical thing it just looks like i don't know it just it, it looks like fucking like chronicles of narnia or something i'm like i think this guy's gonna start talking to me or something <laughs> but uh i don't oh and it's important <laughs> liam Nason's go ahead, voice. Go ahead. i don't want to go past <laughs> um the one of my favorite shots in the entire movie it's uh like when they discover the lion, they're looking into that like 
that darkness and man yeah just, like, the reveal of it like i i do like that yeah and we can't roll a uh, past fact that peter rolled a five um so yes. uh, Peter rolls to five. The the lion chases the kids through the house, and then Alan shows up looking. I I, I would have laughed if this was the same get up that he had from fucking Hook because it's so fucking similar. I'm like, <laughs> is this just like Hook if he just kind of like lost his goddamn mind and was like shitting in his hair and wiping his ass with banana leaves, like just crazy stuff. Um, well, but yeah, here. basically. Well, yeah. here I I want to I want to bring up something. You know, it, it's totally. It's it's totally superfluous, but like I wanted to talk about like how does this how do these things appear like are they like how do they teleport here like do you know what I mean like how do right. they materialize Just out here? of nowhere yeah like because you know obviously whenever they come in like they're kind of off screen it's like I want to see how like the the lion appears in in our world like do you know what I mean like like how does it like it's like some cosmic butthole that's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and it like pushes it out. <laughs> kind of hot in these rhinos. Like one of those fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So basically, Alan is able to uh, to trap the lion. I love. He finds the kittens open the door. They scream and he just screams right back and slams the door. Like that's fucking hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, Alan goes into his room uh, and just so fucking sad, man. Him looking around, everything untouched, just an inch of dust on everything. Like, holy fuck, that is so sad. Uh, even him finding the shirt that like still has the blood stains on it. That I mean, it's never been washed. It's never been moved. It's never been touched. I'm like, that is fucking sad. That says so much just in the time that all of this stuff sat here to, to just tells you all that you need. I'm like, that is fucking so sad. I'll and tell even you, him like, I'll tell no, you go what ahead. got me, dude. Um, for me, it was, it was just the uh, Robin Williams's performance, like him running around like this house, mom, dad, mom, I'm home. Like, it's it's tragic. It's tragic, and it's it, it is beautiful the way like Robin Williams plays it because he's just so unaware. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like I love him even pulling out the one part of his glasses he's got left to like like look at the picture. I'm like, God, how much like just for him to still have that 26 years later. Like how well he must have like taken care of those glasses as much as he could have. And like, God, that's fucking crazy. The survivalist kind of mentality. Um. But yeah, did someone roll a five or an eight? <laughs> and he's so quiet and then just awesome. explodes uh, running around the house. Like you said, I'm back. I'm back. It's me, Alan, mom and dad. And he, Are you my little sister? No. He's like, you're Alan Parrish. He's like, uh, yeah. And, and he's like, yeah. He's like, is dad at the factory? Like, he's just like, nothing has ever happened. I'm like, dude, I mean, he's in such denial. It's like, you know how much time has passed. Like, you can tell. Like, you're, I mean, you can tell by the fact that there's new people here. There's all this dust, like, like clogged up in your room. Like, they have to straight up tell him this house has been empty for years. Everyone thought you were dead. And he just, uh, that's so sad. But then he turns and books it and she's just, Sorry, <laughs> that's that's a that's a really good delivery. It's good like timing. That's one of the and to have like this huge bombshell dropped on him and you feel so sad. It actually did kind of crack me up just to hear her transition with that. Like, just sorry, <laughs> like, oh my bad, dude. I didn't mean to spill <laughs> your drink. Um, and this is where we're introduced to uh, Carl, the soul man, Bentley, um, which I, I love the shot of him pulling up on Alan and Alan's eyes just getting super wide. And it gets so close. And <clears throat> he just like parkours onto the top of his parkour, just fucking <laughs> Dude, parkours onto the top of his car. That is hilarious, man. 
Hey! <laughs> Why he just fucking lapes onto it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, but, uh, this is yeah, this is like I said, this is where we're introduced to Carl. Um, you know, what year is it? Nineteen ninety-five. You know, it's like, uh, or no, what year is it? Well, it was brand new. I mean, no, what year is it? It's nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> you got some ID? Oh, let me guess. You left it in your other your other Tarzan outfit. <laughs> um, but I love yeah, I love it, those fucking monkeys sneaking into the car, and like Alan's just looking at him, and he's just get out of there. <laughs> and he, even he's, his explanation right upstairs. Yeah, I love that. He's like monkeys, monkeys. He's like you know monkeys. <laughs> like he just he just assumes like they get it. Uh, he suffered a head injury a few months ago. Uh, I've been in Jumanji, Indonesia. <laughs> he's been on vacation. That's uh, great. But yeah, the monkey, the monkey's still the cop car. Um, you know, that's and we also see that you know he's like Bentley, the soul man. Blah blah blah. Where are you going to find my parents? Um, this <laughs> this is where they start they start following him around. Uh, apparently, Alan's town has turned into the fucking Detroit from RoboCop, which is uh, unique. <laughs> like that's on like right. everything. It's just like it's just like XXX. Like get your get your get your child pornography that you could burn down into heroin here. It's like this, what the fuck? Like dude. there's like there's so much shit everywhere. Like everyone's horrible and sells like kidneys and back alleys and shit. This town is literally what Rorschach was warning us about. <laughs> Rorschach's journal. Like I can imagine him like walking down the street, dude. <laughs> Peter becomes Rorschach. Uh, no, I, like, <laughs> but um, but yeah, basically, Alan runs to the parachute factory. It's, I mean, obviously been been just abandoned. Um, and uh, I, I love him finding like the homeless guy. Uh, like I, I like that whole thing. And I was like, for a homeless guy, he's got a. I'm not gonna lie, you got a decent setup, dude. You got a bed and a dog and a fireplace and shit. Like, and you got this whole shoe factory to yourself. Um. And uh, I, I love the fact that there's this kind of like uh, like this. Uh, it's almost like this unspoken hobo language. He's just kind of like, you're going to freeze to death out there and like give some clothes, <laughs> giving clothes to like somebody who's I mean, he's like I like I know that he doesn't have any like money. His parents, you know, it said later on that his uh, his parents just, um, you know, spent spent all their money like trying to find Alan. But still, this guy's like of privilege. This guy is like has this property and stuff. And I think it's cool kind of seeing. This homeless guy give him clothes, not really knowing that that's Alan Parrish and that he's fucking loaded. You know, he's this guy of like privilege and stuff. I think that's I think that's kind of interesting. Not privilege anymore. Obviously, he spent the majority of his life in a fucking jungle. Um, but um, I wouldn't mind popping in here and having a drink with this guy. You know, you know what I mean? He might get kind of weird on you, you know, after a couple of drinks. But you just got to leave before then, you know, what it might smell. <laughs> Yeah, he might smell a little bit, but I like his beard and his jacket. Um, and the fact that he's his, like uh, for a homeless guy, his credit, his credit as bum. <laughs> That's just nice, bum. Um, dude. You know what just, he's uh, in. You know what he's in, and I didn't like realize what it was in. <laughs> Fucking scary movie, and you know what he plays in that too. Fucking homeless what? man. He's he's wow. the guy who's like I said a dollar, bitch. Like that guy. That's him. Wow, that's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. He tells him that they, uh, he tells him, why would they close a pair of shoes? Well, uh, when his kid ran away, Sam put everything he had into trying to find him. His time, his money, everything. Uh, after a while, he stopped coming to work. You know, the money kind of dried up. He just quit caring and the plant closed down. Um, I don't think anybody loved his boy more than Sam did. 
Like, God, you can just see it on Robin Williams' face. Like, that's just tearing him up. Especially the last thing you say is, I don't ever want to speak to you again. Uh, but do yeah. these homeless guys a dick, you know? Hey, are they still around? Yeah, they're over there on Adam Street. Hey, not the time to be fucking cryptic, dude. Not the time to give these, like, weird-ass, vague Yoda answers that you think. And, like, I was like, this is so fucked up because as we come to learn, obviously they're dead. They've been dead uh, since 1991. Um, but... um but yeah, I mean, nineteen twenty-one to nineteen. Did you catch the fact that they Sorry, died what? within months of each other? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. That's from from what I've read. That's can be a fairly like common occurrence. Like, because oh. um, like what he died in May, she dies in August. But he's he's seventy, and she's uh like uh, yeah, I think she's he's seventy. She's like sixty something, I think. Yeah, twenty one and ninety one. So yeah, he would have been seventy. Um, but um, but yeah, I I I do think that this homeless guy. I'm like, you're kind of a. You, let me get this straight. He comes in and just asks you, why would they close parachutes? That's all he asks. He's like, well, Sam did all he could to find it, and dude just dumps all this information. But you can't sit there and say, oh hey, and by the way, they're dead. Just say they're dead. Like, you don't have to sit there and, 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 well, some folks say that they might see him every once in a while up on Adam Street, like they're right. ghosts or something. I'm like, I'm like, dude, just cut it to him, plain and simple. God damn it. Um, but I do love this. Uh, I, I love this interaction between, especially Peter, who has basically said nothing. Um, you know, of course, uh, of course, Judy starts, uh, you know, our parents are dead too. They were in the Middle East negotiating a peace mission when, <laughs> and he just like cuts <laughs> her off. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and and this will come back later. Our dad was in advertising. Uh, you know, they were on the skiing trip. I bet you miss him, huh? You know, and that's I, I like that kind of bonding between uh, Alan and, and Peter. It's interesting. Their their relationship is one of the most interesting in the movie, actually. Um, like the the fact that we see kind of Alan going through, like Alan's father going through these motions with Alan, but then Alan kind of going through them with Peter. Um, like like even though it's not his son, like it's still he's like has to take care of him in this whole thing. Um, and and yeah, this is where uh, basically Alan's, you know, uh, I love she's like, well, we have to finish the game. We, you know, there's a line in my aunt's bedroom. What do I look like? A, what do I look like? The Ringling Circus? Like, get the hell out of here. Uh, what I love is the fact that this is a logical question. He's like, dude, OK, so the bats came out, the lions out, the mosquitoes are out, the monkeys are out. Not life ending stuff like stuff that can be solved like pretty, pretty easily. But the fact that like Alan is just kind of like, no, fuck it. I'm out. I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this shit. But then they see the woman being stabbed by the mosquitoes. Yeah. And the, the fact that seeing that it just kind of forces. I think it forces them into being like, OK, people are going to die. Like yeah, we, we got to take some responsibility. This. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that they did play the game. You are the one who opened it up. Like it's not like somebody else is going to be able to go out there and 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 close this thing, uh, because like and also what happens if somebody else gets the game and this just can this this just continues. Um, one thing I did think of is like, okay, so let's say that like let's say you and me and Matt and Danny are playing a game and we have our four pieces. We roll once. We get like the mosquitoes. And then that's it. Or we get like the monkeys or we get like the bats. Couldn't we just lock that motherfucker up and call it a day and just be like, okay, 
That's it. We killed the mosquitoes. We killed the bats. That's it. It's over. Like, it's not like something that if, if you can, like, kind of contain it, I'd be like, dude, and then just take this thing and never fucking open it again. Like, I was I, I was trying to do this because it almost reminded me of, like, It Follows in a way of, like, this thing that just keeps following you around and it goes from person to person. And so I'm like, how could you logically beat this thing? Like, you could hold on to the game until you died, but then somebody else might get it and you can try to Unless- destroy it. Like, I was just running through shit in my head. Unless Jumanji, like the board game, is like a, a spirit, like a, a supernatural entity that wants to be found, which it is, because like it does do the like the drum beats, you know, it is always trying to entice people to find it or or something like that. So you know, even if we do like hide it or something like that, I feel like it's it's kind of got like this final destination sort of thing where it's like the, it it uses its own sort of like forces or something like that to somehow be found or be played like you do you know what i mean do you know what i'm getting at here no yeah for sure because either way uh it'll find a way even you know if it were to go like when i mean spoiler alert at the end of the movie when we see it on that shore it's not you know it 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 will be user friendly it'll be in um whatever i know isn't it in france France. i think where that where it washes up so so it's going to be it's going to be in french you know or or something like that or or it'll or honestly i even thought it'd be cool it's like okay well you're in the desert like like it's not going to be like a tidal wave that comes down it's going to be like a rattlesnake or it'll take the right. things that are like likened to you which if you played this game in Australia you'd be fucked and just be like tornadoes <laughs> full of scorpions and shit come flying down and well we just don't get tornadoes but alright <laughs> no worries yeah whatever whatever uh, but no I I, I, I I definitely agree with that though I, I think that this is kind of like an all knowing like even if you destroyed it it would come back as like a Nintendo DS game or something you know like well, it, it would somehow come back in some form well Look, not not to talk about the the sequel, <laughs> but the sequel, um, because it's kind of like updating to times. I'm not. This is not really a spoiler. It's just like the first ten minutes. But someone finds it and they they open it and they say, "Oh, no one plays board games anymore." And the Jumanji board game just sits there and it like takes the form of a console of a game console. Like it it literally transforms yeah, I heard itself. About that. So. Yeah, it is. It is like a some kind of like supernatural entity that you know does want to be played and wants to. I guess has this nefarious sort of like mindset of like you know I want to I want to cause havoc. Right, and I, I I love the fact that even though there's the sequel, they're doing another one that I've heard. There's the animated series. It never tries to explain. Oh, well, it was an old man who could bubble. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, please don't do please that. Don't. Please don't fucking do that. Like, unless you're going to go into some crazy religious, like this has to do with like Mayan gods and shit. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, like, I'm I don't want to, like, there's, there might be some way to do it that I think would find interesting. But honestly, it's more fun, like not knowing where it Ambiguous. comes from. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, they they come back to the house. This is where Alan uh, shapes up. Oh, no more banana oh, leaves. <laughs> sorry, Colin. Just just quickly. Um, so with these paramedics, did you overhear like because they talk to each other? One of them says about the mosquito bites. That's fifty already. Right, fifty. And I think Holy fuck. I think that's an I think that's another thing that makes them be like, we have to do something. Like people are dying. Like and that woman, it's kind of dark, man. She's fucking like seizing up yeah. and like staring off. And the fact that we know 
her character. She's the realtor. Yeah. So it's like, even though we're not super, oh, wow, that's like my mom. Oh, my God, whatever. That's still somebody like that shows you just how close this thing is to to, to, to affecting you or affecting people that are around you. This could be your aunt. This could be Peter. This could be Sarah. This could be anybody. So you've got to, you know, you've got to fucking fix it. Um but uh, but yeah, basically they come home. I like said no more banana leaves. Great line, I love that. Just <laughs> such awesome. a small like. Oh, that's Fantastic. awesome. Uh, Peter uh, Peter shaves, trims himself up. What'd you shave with a piece of glass? And he's just like, <laughs> uh, the, like like, and it's it's funny because like thinking about like. Thinking about what Peter looks like when he gets out of Jumanji, I'm like, Alan. nah, there's no way. God damn it, Alan. Um, I'm saying Peter because now I'm thinking fucking Hook and like Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> but um, it's so funny to think about Robin Williams' hairy ass like being stuck in Jumanji. I'm like, no, you would look like Cousin It from the Adams Family when you got out of there. <laughs> like you would, you would not look like Jeremiah Johnson or like. Well, um, dude, fucking everyone, everyone knows how hairy fucking Robin Williams was. <laughs> like fucking his knuckles. Like later when they do that little hand thing where they're putting each other's hands on each other, I'm just like, ugh, damn. Yeah, like seeing him pick up the apple out of the floor and start eating. I was like, dude, watch out, man! You got more. You've got more hair on your arm than I do as like dog fur on my on my <laughs> fucking socks right now. Like, Jesus Christ! Um, but uh, but yeah, Alan says this. Hey, this is where I'm, I'm going to pick up where I left off. I wonder if Miss Nedemeyer is still teaching sixth grade. Um, and Alan wants nothing to do with the game. He says, you know, we're done with it. But Peter plays a little reverse psychology on him, uh, which is interesting because it, it kind of shows you, even though Alan's smart and he's had to, like, deal with this stuff and he's been in the jungle for all this time, like, Peter can still manipulate him. This fucking 12-year-old kid can, can manipulate you like this. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but it's a great scene, you know. I, I love this. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Um, you think you think monkey and mosquitoes are bad? That's just the beginning. I've seen stuff you can't even see, blah, blah. Blah. Yeah, there's such a such a fucking great monologue, especially the music kicks in and he starts getting closer to the camera and leans down great and performance. he's like things things you can't even see. I'm like, oh god, that is terrifying. Like the thought of like whatever, like just the fucking predator and all his camoed glory, like running through the running through the jungle, like tra- chasing you down. Um, and yeah, but it works. Peter says, "Oh, you're gonna help us?" Yes. But I am not afraid. Uh, that's that's a good distinction. He's like, I'm not afraid. We just have to. We just have to. We have to finish this for the good of stuff. Um, and uh, but I I I really really like all this because you know um, Judy goes to roll. Nothing happens. Uh, she tries again. Nothing happens. And that's when they realize, oh shit, we're missing a player. Um, and I love that. You know. Uh, I love that Alan starts putting it together, looking at all the pieces. Uh, they hand him the dice, and he's like, nope. Not me. He's like, there's another, uh, you know, another person I played this game with. Um, and I, I just I love like the, his face as it like as it kind of uh, as it kind of like the realization dawns on him. Sarah Whittle, <laughs> like the way he says that. I, I, I really like his delivery. It's great, there. Yeah. Um, what do you think of what, what do you think of Sarah Whittle's character? Uh, I like Bonnie Hunt, uh, but I don't. <laughs> You know what? Her interactions with Alan are kind of great. Like, like the uh, it, it's it's when she's like, feel sorry for me. Uh, like that I kind of like jump off board a bit, especially later when yeah. Alan's like, especially Al- like later when Alan's just like, well, 
think about me, 26 years in the jungle with nothing. But then she also retaliates with like, well, no one believed me. Everyone thought I was crazy. I kind of buy that. I do like that kind of element of it. Um, she's she's good, man. Like Bonnie Hunt, I think sells it pretty well. <laughs> I love this reaction, man. Like when they, she she opens the board and she just she's like, whoa! She like jumps over the couch. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, I I love all of the people that Alan kind of has to, especially the one later on with Carl. I love when he's like, "It's me, Alan." Like the, all of these scenes are fucking great. Yeah, I awesome. do love these. I love, you know, you started. Uh, she she flat out to ask him, "What do you want?" And he said, "Twenty six years ago, you played a game with a little boy down the street, and it's just slowly pulling in uh, a game with drums. Holy shit! You know that's just like, especially we're already getting the the feeling that she's this very closed off like kind of person. I can you can just tell how bad this is getting to her, like." You know, she's one of these people. It's like, I don't want to talk to people. You don't know me. Like, there's no way these people can possibly know me. And then you start spitting off some shit that happened like 26 years ago. That is fucking awesome. I love that. Um, or Dr. Porstein, if you could call me back as, uh, as soon as you can, I think I need to have my dosage checked. Um, I assume, is she related to Helen Hunt or am I just pulling that out of my no, ass? She is related to Helen Hunt for sure. I can't remember. Okay, that's just Yeah. I assume so, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and assume you're related to Muhammad Ali. So, you know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, I, am. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. Like, greatest, no, greatest I, boxer of all time. I'm not going to deny that. No, no. <laughs> greatest boxer of all time. No, but yeah, her reaction is good. You know, uh, I spent over $2,000 convincing myself whatever happened was just something made up. You know, it was awful. It was awful. It really was. Uh, and she just has to come to terms with the you know, she has to come to terms with the fact that she's not crazy, that all of that stuff, like living your whole life, denying all of this, like saying, no, this never happened, like all of this stuff. And then for for like the little boy that you saw disappear to walk right up to you and hold you by the hands and say, you know, um, like, no, like this happened. This really did happen. Um, you know, she's like, I, you know, you're, uh, you know, I thought your dad killed you. Sarah, my dad, my dad do that. He's like, he could barely hug me, let alone cut me into 26 pieces. Um, <laughs> uh, but, Bob, um, let me, let me make a correction. Helen Hunt and Bonnie Hunt are not related. I wanted to, ah! wanted to throw that out there before this fucking episode gets published and uh, people come after me with pitchforks. Do not send me your emails, guys. Please, leave them at home. Well, I mean, also, it's like two blonde white women in the 90s <laughs> right. with the last name. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see like. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I do think it's fucking hilarious when, um, when he's like, all right, Sarah, no, you don't have to play. Just give me the dice. And he just moves his hand back and <laughs> the grin on Robin it's Williams' awesome, face is that so laugh. great. She's just like, <laughs> oh, that is fucking hilarious. It's law of the jungle, Sarah. You better get used to it. I'm like, that's a full, I mean, cause it, it, it completely justifies everything that he's doing in one foul swoop. Like it just wraps up everything that he's saying right then and there. It's the law of the jungle. Get used to it. We're going to have to do this shit. Like if you're going to want to survive this you're gonna have to leave the fucking medication at home and 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 fucking like pull through this with me but his grin it's god there's like like that gap between his teeth that huge smile like god man i miss robin williams um we need to do some more robin williams on this fucking podcast for sure um but uh but yeah so he basically he um uh he he tricks he tricks sarah into rolling um 
God damn it. I just had this fucking thing pulled up. <laughs> I literally just, just had the riddle. Sorry, they guys. They grow much faster. Yeah, they grow, they grow much faster than bamboo. They, um, they take care or they'll, they'll come after you. Um, okay. <laughs> That's ambiguous. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but basically, we get the poison ivy scene from Arkham Knight. If you've ever played that game, oh, um, yeah. just come fucking like pouring through. That's a fucking great game. Uh, don't don't uh, don't touch anything. Stay away from the walls. No quick movements. Oh, they're so beautiful. Oh yeah, those are the beautiful ones. They shoot poisonous barbs. Um, the vines come up. They grab Peter. They start pulling him in. I love this thing coming out of the fucking corner, man. That is awesome. Like when it opens up and like full fucking like spread. I'm like, holy hell. And then the grossest thing are these like two weird like the fangs on top of it. Did you catch that? It's like these weird yeah. like brown spider fangs. I was like, that is yeah. fucking disgusting. Like that creeps me the fuck out. Like not not just this whole like plant-based thing, but then to have these weird like spider fangs on top of it, that scared the hell out of me for some reason. I was like, that's yeah, so gross. It's, it's wild, um, man. It's it's wacky. Uh, but I do love the practical the practical effects for sure. Yeah, they they look fucking fantastic. Uh I love Al sorry Angus getting the sword. Harvest time <laughs> and Harvest fucking chops time. the things. Yeah. Um so uh yeah this the uh the giant plant petal whatever the fuck you want to call it retreats uh we also cut back to carl my car my car is uh, carl has anybody seen carl <laughs> yes i'm so glad you brought that up the fucking the dispatch lady she's like calling carl every like three seconds carl come in carl anybody see carl yeah carl where come in, carl. where in hell have you been wherever the hell have you been we got a serious animal animal control issue over here cool call animal control i'm a <laughs> right. fucking cop i'm a cop god damn it i was like, at the academy like, motherfucker right exactly call the guy who wears the big fucking furry arm mitt so when the dogs bite him he doesn't feel anything um <laughs> I love uh, I love I love Alan basically forcing Sarah to play. You know, you don't treat people like this. And he just grabs her by the arm and drags her into the goddamn room. Um, I uh, and I like as she's trying to get up. How about a, how about a cup of tea? And he just slams the knife, uh, slams the sword into it. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, that's that's so fucking cool. Um, but I say before we jump into this part, do you want to take a break? Uh, hell yeah, man. Sounds great. Okay, we're guys. We will be right back with more of Jumanji right after the break. I just wanted to take some time to talk to you about Audible. Have you heard about Audible? It's some book thing that every other podcast is talking about. Basically, if you sign up, you can pick up our book titled Midnight Double Feature Doesn't Do Advertising by Colin Duncan, Sohib Ali, Danny Harley, and Matt Vella. I'm just kidding. We don't have advertising, but I do want to plug our podcast for a sec. Just while we're taking a quick break here, we've got a few things that we just wanted to put out there for any newcomers, or if you're not a part of our growing community, maybe this could benefit you too. Firstly, I just want to let the newbies know about our episode and the way Midnight Double Feature is currently structured. As you know, right now you're listening to one of our feature presentations. When we started the podcast, we basically built our show around feature presentations. These are movies that we choose to cover and basically go through everything in the movie that's worth talking about sequentially. These episodes are generally longer and we're definitely looking at options to spice up our feature presentations by getting guests on. We also have the upcoming attractions episodes. Typically, these come out during the week and are much, much shorter than our feature presentations. These are hosted by Matt Vella and basically you can 
consist of a conversation between Matt and I about any movie news that's worth talking about, quick reviews of movies that are out there, and other hijinks. Finally, we have our special features. These are usually one-off special episodes that are mostly experimental and don't really have any specific definition. They could be a sit-down with a cast or crew member, a conversation between the hosts, or just a straight-up different thing that might not even relate to film. Before I let you get back to the episode, I just wanted to thank our listeners and supporters. We definitely couldn't have done any of this without your guys' constant support. If, for some reason, you're not part of our growing community, head to our socials. We've got two pages on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature, which is our main page and has our formal announcements. And we also have The After Party, which is where we post memes, news and teasers of what's to come on Midnight Double Feature. We're also on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature. And we're on Twitter, which is at MDFpod. Thanks again for listening, guys. Back to the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Freshly squeezed, uh, as we like to say around here. Uh, it's going to be our new logo and shit. But um, but yeah, so here we are back on the second half of Jumanji. Um, this is picking up right where we left off. We've got uh, we've got everybody finally like settling down like uh, to like their their proper thing. I won't quit if you won't quit. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this whole thing with with Sarah where she's like, I was alone too, Peter. You know, everyone thought I was this uh, crazy little girl and. I, I get it in a, in a way like she suffers in a different way. Like and 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 obviously Alan does. Uh, I think nobody's questioning that Alan has suffered probably the most through all of this. But at the same time, it's easy to forget that you're not the only person affected by this. And I think that's that's the important thing to take away from it is not like oh you thought you had it bad. Well, blah blah blah. It's like no, dude. I also like this was also like a big deal for me. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, I like mental, that we see this kind of mental- like little. The mentally challenging nature of it for 26 years for Sarah cannot be understated, I think. Like, no one believing her and shit. And she's going to, like, these crazy, like, all of these doctors and she's, you know, been through such rigorous therapy and, like, now it's just all kind of come crashing back to her. (laughs) Um, that, That can't be understated. But, yeah, like, no one's saying that, you know, your situation is worse than this guy who's spent the last 26 years in a jungle. Uh, no one's saying that, right. but it's still got to be crazy. Um, yeah, and then we finally get uh, we we finally get Alan's first role back into the game. Uh, Hunter from the deepest wild makes you feel just like a child, and this Ugh. is the introduction of Van Van Pelt, um, <clears throat> who's like I super fucking iconic with with I mean with this movie. I mean, even like I love his name Van Pelt, like the animal pelt. I was like, oh my god, awesome, um, awesome, and dude, I, and I. I love the fact that this is the that this is the same character. This is Jonathan Hyde uh, yeah. playing, you know, the same actor um, playing him. Which there there is something real quickly to be said about that. Obviously, like with with like it seems like at the beginning the kind of tension, like the antagonist, kind of seems like Alan's dad a little bit. And then when we literally see this, um, like when we literally see this, like transfer over, where it's like I think that Van Pelt is almost like this, like conjure like conjuration by like by yes. Alan. It's like he sees like yeah, <clears throat> like he sees his father like as Ven Pelt. Uh and it's this guy hunting him down, you know, always hovering over him. You've got to be a man. Stand up, you coward and blah blah blah. Like he's he, he is so much like Alan's dad to an extent. Like a way more like I mean up to dialed eleven like version of Alan. Or, or I'm sorry, of uh, of uh, of of uh of of Sam. Um yeah no ab- but, yeah, absolutely Van- like a- 
that's a that's a thing that I think uh, plays more to what we were talking about earlier with the game being this kind of sinister sort of like entity, um, and you know it is kind of like this this thing that makes you challenge and question yourself. Right, exactly. Um, and I love Van Pelt's a terrible shot, by the way. Like, like he's he's an awful shot. Well, he's working with a gun um, that was like, what, what, have you seen this weapon? <laughs> oh yeah, they stopped making these bullets in 1902. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's fucking 18th century. Like, sorry, yeah, but dude, I, I always used to quote this: "Not good enough, Sonny Jim." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Alan fucking throwing the sword and like going all like fucking crouching tiger on him and pinning him to the goddamn pillar. Yeah, um, th- but dude, but- Van Pelt used to scare the shit out of me, man. Like I always found him horrifyingly scary. Like c- re- coming ready or not, like he's he's horrifying, dude. Well, it's like the other stuff is just kind of like violent by nature in a way, like a lion, these mosquitoes, like stuff like that. But like Van Pelt is like specifically out to kill you like that. That's that's something that's interesting, like that Van Pelt's a little bit different from 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 the other like uh, conjurations from this game. Um, But Van Pelt chases after Alan uh, is firing at him. He runs out of ammo, comes across Carl. He fucking unloads into Carl's car uh, and him, him, him fishtailing that motherfucker, that giant piece of shit. <clears throat> um, I thought that I thought that was hilarious. Just him like whipping it around. I expected this thing just to like the four tires just to fall flat and it just like land. Dude, dude um, there's one shot of like Van Pelt kind of, like running down the street with his gun. It looks hilarious because it's so out of place. Like it's this, like so out of place, like hunter, like with the with the garb on everything. It's just, it's just fantastic. It's hilarious. But yeah, he blasts and like turns fucking like, Carl's car into Swiss cheese. But like, I love this like ongoing joke. Like how much this car can take. Like how much damage. Oh, and, yeah. like Fucking destruction it can take. Um, but yeah, Van Pelt when he fires on the car, like. Because this gun is like lever action, like earlier when like Alan's trying to get away, suddenly it's not lever action when he's firing on Carl's car, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's like fucking automatic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like unloading. Um and yeah, this is and we get back to the game, them rolling uh don't be fooled, it isn't thunder, staying put would be a blunder. Oof. Um <clears throat> Yeah. This this shot of 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 Alan running back to get the board, you know, and stampede, and, the, and like him him, oh shit, the board and running back and grabbing it is so fucking burned into my memory, man. Of Same. him running back Same. and the wall just explodes. I, for me, um, it's the yell, it's the yell, it's the uh, and then the fucking stampede just comes straight through the wall. Ugh. See, and I don't, I don't hate the way the stampede looks because it's fast. It moves by so quickly that it's like super hard to focus on a lot of the the smaller details of the CGI. I and I don't mind it like this. Hate it. Oh I man, I like it. it, man. It's like a fucking I- moving wall of pixels. Well, especially like once the bird lands and the bird comes up and like snatches the game, like they like they do like part of it practically, but most of it CGI. And especially like once it zooms in, it grabbing it with its beak, it looks terrible. Um, but I, they, I like the stampede the frame just because it's, a little. Did you notice that? Right, right. Yeah, that's what kind of threw me out of it a little bit. But I do like the stampede just because it's quick and we don't really we're not really focused on it. I don't mind it so much. But fucking like Alan being a dick. Why didn't you go after the game, Peter? I'm like you're. Yeah. Just as close to it as he is, you yeah. fucking asshole! Like, Dude, he's this is fucking something that I don't eight like. years old. God damn it! 
And something I don't like, like he, Alan goes negative like so fucking quickly at the end of this movie, like in the second half. Like he just, he just becomes a straight up dick to Peter. Like I get that he has this arc, uh, like a story arc that he has to kind of fulfill. But man, like, like, cause he's becoming his, like, like his own father. Like that's the thing. But it's just like, it kind of, kind of comes out of nowhere. Right, exactly. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, we're going here because we have to go here. All right, whatever. Um, but yeah, and uh, the seagull fly, flies off with the game. We cut back to Van Pelt, uh, him trying to get that. I need to grow some. I need to grow. Oh, the pelican. Sorry, excuse me. Um, seagull. I, I, I love fucking Van Pelt. Yeah, I want to grow some of these. You know, they stopped making these in 1903. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's like, I should need a replacement weapon. Dude, please tell me you were thinking Terminator. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I was immediately thinking of, of Dick Miller in that, just because, I mean, we just did Small yeah, Soldiers, yeah. so it kind of made me think of Dick Miller and stuff, but, um, and, dude, is is that Gary Oldman's sister? Is that the, is that, that the, like, behind the counter? Because I was like, wait a minute, she looks like that chick in the Hellboy trailer, who's kind of, like, asking him for ID, and oh, he's like, oh, she are does you serious? Too. And I was like... I don't know. I don't want to say that's her. It just looks a lot like her. It would be kind you know of random if, if you, she popped up in this, if, but whatever. If you buy me some time and meander, I'll fucking look it up. <laughs> God, um, dude, I swear to God, it looks so much like her. I do like the joke. You're not a postal worker, are you? Oh, God, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Um, but, uh... But yeah, him just throwing down the coins, or I can feel these out, uh, <laughs> like it's no big deal. Um, oh, America! We cut back. Yeah, we cut back to uh, to Alan and the gang. They tra- they tra- they track down the pelican. Um, they track down the pelican. Uh, Alan's kind of like goes all full fucking castaway and catches that fish with his bare hands <laughs> and, and distracts the distracts the pelican. It gets lost in the water. But uh, Peter going fucking like full fucking like I was like, all right, this is cool. I like this. Like uh, like uh, I like the fact that he's actually kind of like proactive and shit. Um, and ends up snagging the game like right before it falls down. Uh, Right before it goes down the waterfall. Um, and I like, you know, Van Pelt comes back to the house. The only reason why I like this little shot of him is him walking out of this huge hole in the wall. That is yes. such a good shot. Yes. It's Fantastic. fucking really it's cool. Awesome. Um, I love that, you know, they're they're like, so, Alan, yeah, didn't Peter do a good job? He's like, yeah, great, great. That's great. And Tuss is here. He's like, let's go. Um, yeah, you and, little fucker. And, Thanks, it, man. Yeah, I, and I and I think to like I think that's enough. Like I like if he, he didn't have to throw in the whole like why the fuck didn't you get the goddamn game you little shit? Like we don't need, we don't need like all of that. Like just him kind of being like curt. He's like, dude, I just, I don't know. I don't have time for the pleasantries. He's like, we got to cut this shit out like now. Um and and like I I it can just be scaled back a little bit in my opinion, but um yeah, this is where they they run back up on uh, on Carl. Every time I see you, every, I don't believe this. Every time, every time there's you, I run into trouble. And me, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Which is funny because like, <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the kids, <clears throat> if it wasn't for the kids, he would know it was Alan. You know, because he looks totally fucking different than he did before. Um, Dude, this this car, like every t- every time he stops the car, like the the sound of the 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 fan belt, like the ticking, the. T- <laughs> I love, I love it. It's fantastic. Well, and Alan, I, I like how smart he is here. You see, like Alan's survival, you know, methods and shit. Just like, dude, I just survived. I didn't try and fight Van Pelt. I just ran. So he like lets himself get arrested just to get away from him. I'm like, God, yeah, this is this is how he survived for that long, you know. Um, 
And then, of course, we've got Peter trying to cheat the system, you know, trying to uh, trying to drop the dice down like right where they come out. Uh, yeah. I thought I could end the game myself. I was only 10 spaces away. Uh, a law of Jumanji having been broken, you will slip back even more than your token. Um, yeah. You tried to cheat? <laughs> no, I I tried to drop the dice so they'd land on twelve. Oh well, okay, honey, that would be cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I did I laugh wanna, my ass off at that. I don't want to go past the um the the silence gunshot, that one shot of Van Pelt, like narrowly missing uh Alan, like his head. Right. Like it's just yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Like Alan realizes something's off. Just the dirt, like, dancing yeah. behind him. I like that. Uh, I love the shot. Peter, your hands! And it's these hairy-ass hands. I'm like, that's just Robin Williams. They, like, they didn't need to do special <laughs> effects. All they had to all they had to do was cut to Robin Williams' fucking hands. Um, yeah, literally. I I love this scene between Carl and... Um, uh, oh, God. So uh, good. I so for- good. Alan. I've forgotten... Alan, Jesus. I kept wanting... I keep trying to say fucking Peter. Um it's because I love Hook, man. It's fucking me up. Um, but uh, yeah, and this is where Alan kind of starts hitting him with the with you know with the history of it. Yeah, you, know, you were the soul man. Uh, yeah, and I was there too till he fired me. I could have had something that could have uh, could have turned this whole town around. Your shoes. He's like, right, my shoes. Uh, I I I really like this. You know, uh, listen, Carl. I know it doesn't mean much after twenty six years, but I'm sorry. He's like, what are you talking about? He's hey, it's me. Alan and just the car screeching to a halt. I love <laughs> the, the shot sound, of him in the rear view. That is so fucking good. Yeah. The sound of the car screeching to a halt. It's fucking fantastic, man. I love it. It's just this like mid wide shot. It's just like, oh, it's fantastic. It's well done. Yeah, but you were totally right, dude. Every scene where like Alan gets to interact with like someone from his past is is beautifully done. Yeah, I like him a lot. He he gets to tie up all those loose ends. Um and yeah, this is where you know we've got Van Pelt running up on um, um, on Sarah yeah, with, did he with just Judy sneak and Peter. Up to him? Did he just like fucking like how he, does this fucker sneak up to these guys with their backs turned? <laughs> right, yeah, this guy would stand out in a crowd like fucking crazy, and it's like somehow he found them before they found him. I'm like, okay, what? Whatever, he's a fucking hunter, you know. I, I'm assuming he can track these fucking people. Um, he takes the game away from them, but uh, Peter is immediately able to get it back and chases himself right into the fucking stampede. Um, interesting about this Oldsmobile, though, uh, a lot of people, um, you know, cried foul when they destroyed this thing, but uh, it actually had a terminal illness and was going to be put down in a couple weeks anyways. So the Humane <laughs> Society didn't have a problem with him getting crushed under this Oldsmobile. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I like it's it's kind of like Van Pelt gets the game, they get the game back, then Van Pelt comes and takes the game right back. Yeah, um, it's 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 all it's all very uh, past the parcel kind of thing, right? Right, exactly. And they they end up just chasing Van Pelt uh, back to the I, I guess it's kind of like a Walmart, really. Um, and he sets the trap. Of course, they fall fucking right for it, you know. And she's like got it set out on the counter. I thought it would have been hilarious if she ran up, grabbed the game, and he was just like. Boom! And fucking like blew her fucking head <laughs> off like in some vol, some fallout like vat shit just, when you blow limbs off people. What? Can I just what? this this entire scene? I it is fucking ridiculous. I hate this. This this entire uh, like fucking Peter walks up to Van Pell, bites him in the leg, and then Judy just like blinds him with the price checker. Like, come on. 
Fuck off. Right. I'm like, dude, don't don't get me wrong. I've played in some grocery stores and we used to shine each other at like Joe, like, oh, and like it is bright, but it's not like, dude, you have a fucking <laughs> fully automatic weapon. Just like, bah, 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 just like wait, triple wait. murder right there. Can, can we just acknowledge you played in some grocery stores? What? <laughs> Did you? Well, did, no, no, no. Sorry, I worked in, I worked and played in some. I, I say played because technically I was employed, but I really didn't do that much. I mainly played okay. in grocery stores. I'm picturing your mother being like somewhat like fucking neglect, neglectful of you and your 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 friends. She's like, all right, kids, go play, <laughs> go play while I do some shopping. And you guys are fucking. You're like these monkeys. You're running around in the supermarket just playing the fucking scanners. <laughs> Just like as she's checking out, one kid's just slamming his head into the cage, and the other one's shining the the scanner's red light right into his eyes. You're riding um, a conveyor belt, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, we see uh, we see Carl letting Alan go, and Alan handcuffing him, throwing the keys away, and then immediately needing to drive with him. <laughs> I was like, he's he's kind of like, oh fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Um. And I love Peter setting up the home alone trap against Van Pelt, like in the in the department store. What what I what I like about this is the fact that they go through this big like uh like like this big kind of like rigmarole with him setting up this like um setting up this like whole trap with the laundry detergent and him slipping through it and catching himself just for them to set off the oxygen tanks and, and fucking blow him back. But as soon as they're like, okay, cool, we got the game, he comes back and just one foul swoop, just like ping, like shoots yeah. that thing and sends the tires off. He's kinda like, I don't have to make silly ass games. I have a fucking gun. <laughs> He's like, I'm a hunter, yeah. I have a big ass gun. I don't I don't have to, I don't he have to set home alone McCauley like there is like a, a scene here where he gets into a I can't remember a struggle with someone and he fires like a, a few silence shot in, shots into the ceiling, and like it's just like man, just use it, use it, <laughs> kill these fuckers. Right. Well, he even says there, he's like uh, he's like, listen, I don't want to kill you. You know, if I wanted to, if I wanted to kill you, I could have done it by now. It's like, well, why don't you kill us? He's like, you're not the one who rolled the dice. And I like that. I actually really like the fact that Van Pelt's like, no, you're not the one I'm after. Right, like the rules of the game. Like I like. Right. I think that's so fucking cool. Um, Alan and Carl drive through the store and end up killing at least half a dozen Holy people shit. flying through here fucking blindsided. I'm like, God, you're, there's no fucking way. Like, I just as they, as they pull up, I wanted Alan to get out and there'd just be like a pile of bodies under the car. And they're like, all right, let's keep playing a board game. <laughs> <laughs> there's like people fucking dying underneath them. Help. Um, Help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. I got I to gotta um, roll this dust. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, so they're they're all they're all reunited. We also uh, we we see Aunt Nora again. You know her her reading. There's a, there's almost like this like in joke, in movie kind of joke about mental health, like self help kind of shit. Like they're always like you know what I mean. Like we have the aunt listening to the self help, and she's kind of like over analyzing yeah. everything. The same thing with Sarah. Like Sarah's you know like like you know basically having a mental breakdown. Like oh like. I, th- I think there is like something being kind of said there about the whole like mental health thing of like people kind of like getting like way too into yeah. it. And just like you have to find your calm and stuff. And it's like, hey, that, if I mean, if that's what you do, do it. But they do kind of like make that like a like a funny talking point in this. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I love uh, the straggler. What do you think the, about this the straggler rhino? The one behind him. Oh, yes. Right at the end. <laughs> The sound That's design, definitely the, me. The sound design that they use for the for the rhino is fantastic. 
Uh, what do you think about this scene with uh, with Alan and Peter when he's got the tail like clogged up his ass? Yeah, I dig this. Um, I, I, I realize like I like that Alan just realizes that. Hold up. I spent 26 years in the jungle and I still became my father. Like, I love that. That's an amazing line. Um, <clears throat> it's it's great, man. Like, it's it's. It's great. Like, there's no other sort of like nothing else I can put on it. I'm I'm fucking retarded today, apparently. So, <laughs> well, I I love I love Peter. Like his crying, it's just him. Like <laughs> yeah, he's actually making off. like little chimp noises. Yeah, shut um, up, kid. I think that's fucking funny, dude. It's kind of like instead of him just being like uh, uh, like a kid crying, it'd be like if a monkey was crying. Like I, that kind of cracked me up. Um, but it's the fact that I guess I'm like, how is his tail working? Is it like is it coming out of the top of his ass and and it's pushing the tail back into his butthole? Like how is this working, man? Like what dude, what is? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's grew out of his asshole. It just grew out of his asshole. He's like, no, this like, is just that's... a huge shit that I've taken that won't break off. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, they bring the game back to the uh, back to the parish house, and that's where we see like the the fucking uh, you know the, the, that it's completely overgrown now. Uh, Carl gets his car back. That goddamn it, dude! It's still fucking running. Um, and. Uh, only for a minute, though, because then he picks up uh, Aunt Nora and the thing just wraps him up. Dude, D- Dude. I mean, David Allen Greer scream when, she, when that yeah. thing threw that. Dude, as the vine touches his face, it's, it's fantastic. Well, and it's so funny because when you listen to, to, to Aunt Nora, she's just like, ah, ah. Dude, it is so fucking bad. Like when I was listening to it, because I'm listening to David Allen Greer and it's hilarious. And then Hirsch is just like this like back filler, like, like, oh, my God, no. But good Lord, oh, I can't yeah, help it. She is, to it now. she is like. She is such an attractive woman. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. Like, I like she's just got this like French fucking Marion Collier like kind of look that I'm like, ah, I fucking I dig that. Um, why? Because she's wearing a fucking God, beret. Yeah, that's probably why. And the dark. She's <laughs> drinking wine. She's got a beret. She's got dark eyes. Whatever. She's French. Um, I know my own kind. So I'm okay. Fuck off. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, this is where we get Sarah's role. Every month of the quarter moon, there will be a monsoon in your lagoon. Oh, that can't be too bad. At least we're inside. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he just puts um, it over and, himself, the jacket. Yeah. Uh, and I like Alan. I like Alan's line, too, where he's like, um, they're like, should we move outside? He's like, oh, no, this is what I grew up in. It's the stuff out there that I'm afraid of. <laughs> he's like, I, I know what I know. what I, I know what I'm doing in here. Um but yeah, this water, holy shit, this fills up quick, man. The part that cracks yeah. me up about this is the fact that the house fills up with water, yet there's a uh. giant hole on the side of it. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I was like, okay, not- you know what? I didn't remember that, but I was thinking like, is this, is every window and door like sealed? Is there not one crack in this house? Was I was thinking like, is this like, just like a, a vacuum that's just been filled up with water? And it's just kind of like, oh, like I was like, surely there's a leak somewhere. <laughs> like, I'm, like I, I remember right, yeah. that, like when when Carl kicks it, and it's just like a an explosion, like the pressure just builds up. 
Right, yeah. And like and I, like at least I would have loved to have seen like the vines wrapped around the house. Like maybe the vines are what's keeping all of this in. I, I, Ooh, I, yeah. I like it. something like that's fucking cool. But um I actually I do love this this whole like I said, this this perilousness of this whole thing. The monsoon comes in, they're on the table, he's putting them up on the chandeliers, the the fucking uh, crocodiles, uh alligators, I'm not sure which one exactly like I don't think it's in the script Colin. In the script. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Um, the script, bitch. which has like five fucking writers, by the way, same as Small Soldiers. <laughs> so I was like, what the hell, man? What is yeah. this? Like, that's not five fucking writers. Um, I love the, I, I, I love the, uh, alligator. Is that what, is that what we literally just said? Alligator? Crocodiles. Crocodile. God damn it, dude. I mean, uh, no, uh, but, uh. No, the crocodile, <laughs> the crocodile hitting the table and flipping, uh, fl- like flipping them up. It's uh, this whole thing of like this whole cat and mouse kind of like it's got this it's got this great kind of like choreography to it. This like back and forth kind of feeling. And, and I like that. Um, ma'am, step back and let me handle this, please. It's probably nothing. I left the t- left the TV too, on too loud. And he hears like hears the noise inside. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> 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 that part cracks me up. I, um, especially the fact that he's got the old ass fucking uh, like re, like <laughs> like Danny Glover's revolver and lethal weapon. Um, right. But the Dude, like, the water comes blasting where he resembles out of the house. like Danny Glover. You fucking racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus you, man. Christ. That's what he looks so like. No. That's what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny if he were just like, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, <clears throat> but the, I'll tell you um, what, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. The, what's that? <sighs> I can't, I can't do Robin Williams uh, wrestling this giant crocodile. I just can't do it. I don't hate it. Uh, like I uh, like it's 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 not it doesn't look the best. It's definitely like a mechanical like crocodile, but it's not it's it's not anything it's not anything to write home about. But I don't hate it. I guess you know it it I'm, is what I'm it is. Home. I can accept it. <laughs> He's like I'm writing home. I'm coming home from camp and and writing about it. Um, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, the water comes burst, bursting out of the house. They're all saved. Alan, you wrestled an alligator for me. You look back and Alan, Alan's got a huge fucking boner because he's a virgin and had a sexual <laughs> awakening in the Amazon. Like, like Jesus Christ. Uh, um, <clears throat> I mean, Alan might not be a virgin. Might have got somebody else sucked into the game and, you know, somebody else sucked on sucked onto his dick. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe Alan, maybe Alan found somebody out there. I, no I hope more so. banana. He um, was like coming into the banana leaves. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. It's like so many crusty banana leaves lying all around. <laughs> um I love they take the game upstairs. He's like, I get it, I got it. Colonel Mustard in a library with a wrench. <laughs> yeah. I love that joke. That's actually pretty funny. That's definitely some Robin Williams improv. Um but um but yeah, like and honestly, this movie, we were talking about this. There's only 20 minutes left of this movie. This thing picks up, man, like super fucking fast. Uh, they don't really waste any time like towards the end of this. This movie picks up very quickly with like what happens because we've got uh, we've got the monsoon. Then we have the the floor turning to quicksand. Then we have the spiders coming out like so much shit. Um but yeah, uh, beware the ground on which you st- <clears throat> beware the ground on which you stand. The floor is quicker than the sand. I do like that. I like that. I like that uh, kind of riddle. Um, they keep handing him shit. Stop handing me stuff that comes apart. But I, got, I was I was thinking that when it was happening. 
This is another moment of CG no, I- that just took me right out of it, man. I was just like, fuck. Yeah, no, it does not look good. It really does not. It um, is Like, that's awful. one of the few... <clears throat> it's not as bad as the monkeys, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Um but uh, but I do I like I, I like uh, I like Judy here. This like super quick thinking of like just skipping right to the next thing. Because so I'm like, yeah, why right. don't you just keep doing this? Why don't you just keep running with the game and and playing shit until one of you hits totally. hits fucking Yahtzee and you get to you get done with this shit. Um, <clears throat> uh, there is a lesson you will learn. <clears throat> uh, sorry, there's a uh, there's a lesson uh you will learn. Uh, sometimes you must go back a turn and. <sighs> Everything stops. Uh, Alan's fucking stuck in the floor. I love that. His hand sticking out um, along with like Sarah right on top of him. Her arms being sucked in. Uh, oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you. That's very quick thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like his teeth all sucked. Sarah and I like to get out of the floor. So cheap bird, Peter. Um <clears throat> This is where uh, this is where Peter rolls. And uh, yeah, we but we get this little moment also between um uh, between Alan and Sarah, which is pretty cool. A little bit of foreshadowing, you know. We'll see what's going to happen, like like later on in the future. Um, and and like I don't mind this because they kind of need this moment. But uh, need a hand while you wait. Uh, we'll help you out. We each have eight. Uh, this shit scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Like the way they look, and now watching them now, they're just like these Same. little like jitterbugs on the floor. I'm like, oh dude, god, these look dude, terrible. They might as well be wind up fucking things. Like they are. They look. They don't look great. Like they don't look menacing at no. all. Uh, no, and they're so fucking slow. Um, <laughs> right. This. Uh, I. I. Yeah. This is where we get Alan sending Peter out. My dad kept a axe in the woodshed. This part, fucking, I laughed my ass off, dude. I. I for because I forgot about it. Um, you know, Judy fights him off with that. Uh, it's I don't know. It's some kind of like music stand or something like that. Like she's fighting him off. Peter runs out. Sees, gets the axe, goes to goes to swing, and he just like stops, looks right at the camera, and I'm like, that is fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. the fact that I think I, th- I think this is a little sped up, like the footage of him like tugging on the door and like swinging the axe and shit. Um, like I like I like the I like the this like the speed of it, you know. Um, and then him <clears throat> him running back in and then Nora seeing him, that is fucking, like, great. Just the fact that she has no idea what's going on. And, well, let me get you up to speed. There's a guy hanging out of the top of the ceiling. <laughs> Half his ass is hanging out of the fucking ceiling. I have a ceiling. tail. And then, yeah. yeah, there's a lion in your bedroom. And I'm running around with a tail and an axe. Like, Jesus Christ, that is fucking hilarious. Um and, you know, but I think this is necessary at the same time because we can't avoid putting off her coming back to the house anymore. But at the same time, like, she gets so overloaded with this stuff, they just lock her in the closet. You know, it's like, OK, you want to come back? Well, here's everything that's happening. She's like, I'll go in the closet now and just, like, stays in there. They lock her in the fucking closet. I do like that part. Um, fucking same, Judy same. getting popped in the neck with that goddamn plant. Dude, oh, surprisingly fuck. Like, that's, violent, that's, right? That's hard to watch, man. Her her pulling yeah. that thing out of her neck, like ugh, like I did not like that. I mean, it's it's no like Mia Wallace, oh, uh, like overdose scene from fucking Pulp Fiction, <laughs> but it's still it's like, uh, um, <clears throat> the way Peter fights with shot. that axe, he's sw- oh him him. Sw- <laughs> Wait a minute, I was like, oh, I don't remember that. In I was like, oh, I Pulp Fiction. Um, <clears throat> the way. Peter is swinging with that axe from like a fucking mile away trying to hit that spider. I was like, come on, dude. What are you Um, doing? What are you doing? 
Dude, yeah, it's like that is fucking terrible. These things aren't. These things literally move an inch every four seconds. Jesus Christ, Peter. Um, I love um uh like the the because the next one I I I like they they literally just like give the uh, give Sarah the the fucking dice and put them right in her mouth and put the board on Alan's head. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, dude. Just roll with the punches. Um, Sarah collapses. You're almost there with much at stake, but now the begin but now the ground begins to quake. Um, which you know obviously ends up um uh. Uh, like it, it well, it ends up opening up the room, but at the same time, it sends all the spiders away for some odd reason. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Like they didn't, they know. didn't really defeat them. They just kind of go away for. Oh, well, we gotta go away now because the next thing's happening. I don't know. We got we we're gonna go get a drink. Just like a bunch of fucking spiders hunched over at a bar, smoking like didn't eight this... cigarettes and drinking beer. Like <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of um, the Last Crusade. Like, do you remember the Last Crusade where, like, right at the end, there's like that oh, massive yeah. sort of like quake, and then like you know the ground opens up and the the Grail lands on that little platform and they're raging for it. I like just when when the Jumanji board game landed on that like little platform there, I was like, God damn, that that just takes me back to Last Crusade. I think that might be my favorite Indiana Jones, actually. It is. Like, that that might be my favorite out of all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, Yeah, like you said, the board game falls. Uh, Alan's using his uh, old school Tarzan skills to the test uh, by letting his stunt stunt double fly down and go through that window. Because that is definitely like, (laughs) it is is like, like, it it is jarring. Like, he swings through, there's dust everywhere. It's this huge crash. And then Alan rolls through, like, clean as a whistle on the other side. I'm like, what (laughs) what the fuck is going on? I Um, I do love, I do love when he's swinging, like, like the, the fucking lion, like, lashes at him. And he's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I love the shot of that uh, from outside of the house just ripping in half. Um, yeah, like, it's I, an I obvious have, model, though. There's, yeah, the, like there's nothing really that stands out about what Joe Johnston does, but I don't hate it. Like he does fine. Like the whole shots of Van Pelt shows up, Alan drops the dice, the dice are fucking falling down the steps, which takes way too long. I don't like that. Like that those that dice drop is like Jesus Christ, dude. That is taking so fucking long. Um end of the line, Sonny Jim, game's up. Stop running. <laughs> um what it was like fucking covered um, in paint. It, it, <laughs> yeah what what did you think about this scene with alan finally standing up to van pelt yeah uh, you know aren't you afraid yeah but my father told me you should uh always uh always face what you're afraid of what did you think about this yeah fantastic man like probably like the only way you could actually end this arc probably the most tense way as well uh like with the dice like you said the dice rolling away i don't mind the dice roll like being this long because like i I think they are setting it up to be a bit, a bit more tense. And I love the shot of like the dice rolling. Like it looks, it looks cool. Um, but yeah, man, like he's like, I'm terrified, but my father told me, uh, you know, you should always face what you're afraid of. And like, that is the moral of the story really. Right. Um, and the way it ends, it's, it's great. Like, (laughs) but not even that, like when, when the, when the movie ends and he's just like Jumanji, he's like, what? Jumanji. Yeah. It's great. That's that's what cracks me up. The fact that he's like, "What? You mean the only thing of which I exist for? What's Jumanji?" <laughs> like, like has no idea what he's talking about. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Alan is up rolling, fucking Yahtzee. Um, <laughs> we see Van like this. I do like Van Pelt shooting the gun, and then the bullet it looks catching awesome. in midair and like being pulled back. It looks yeah. great. Um, 
I like to love the fact that Alan doesn't mind Sierra being a human shield. That's cool. Um, just, just she jumps in front of him, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? I'll, I'll do this." I, um, I realized that this time around, man, and I was just like, "That is hilarious!" hilarious. Like you learned the arc that you should like stand up to what you're afraid of, but you can still use a woman as a human shield. It's fine. Yeah, right. No problem. Fuck it. Put Sarah. Uh, put uh, put Judy and Peter in front of me in case he gets <laughs> like you, a I'll tell you like what a shoulder shot. Um, fucking Van Pelt. Like as like the animals are like going into the the game. Van Pelt's face with his tongue out. Like he's like oh, and he's like tongue sticking yeah, out. Yeah, he's like oh. <laughs> and don't get me started on that shot of like Van Pelt's head inside the game. Like ah, oh, hate that shot. Well, dude, one thing that I wish like uh, just. And this is such a small nitpick, and it just occurred to me. I would have loved to have seen the bats get sucked back in from the original Ooh, game, like nice. like seeing them and like seeing just a quick like, oh fuck, like we're going all the way back, like we're pulling all the shit back. That's that would be fucking cool. Um, but and, and, but that's one of those things where you're like, <clears throat> at that point, I don't expect anybody like a casual viewer to be like, oh, those are the bats from you know the original thing, blah blah blah. Um. But yeah, so fucking Jumanji game gets pulled in. All the animals are getting sucked back, um, and uh, here we are, snap right back to 1969 with uh, with Sarah and Alan. Um, not sure why this happened. This feels like Back to the Future. Like you remember Back to the Future when uh, in in number two when they go back to 1985, um, and they're just kind of like like this in this alternate history like that's what they're doing here right yeah that's kind of what it feels like and like i don't the only thing like the only thing that makes any sense to me is the fact of like okay like i understand the fact that jumanji has affected like the timeline and that's why it's correcting it but at the same time like i don't understand why like it just kind of makes the consequence of the game inconsequential the fact that you beat the game just like reset everything. And I guess that is just kind of the point of it all. Like the game really sticks by its rules. It's like, well, you beat the game. We'll set everything right back just the way it was. And I, and like, I do kind of like that. I, I, I like the fact that the game is like, we're not like, we might take you for 26 years and throw you in the jungle and kill everyone you love and make you play this game in the future still, but we'll give you back a life that you lost. And I'm like, I actually kind of like that. It's like, no, like the game is I like this whole thing of the game being like you've been a fair player like you've like like you see it with with Peter Peter cheating and it's like no fuck you we're going to exact like the consequences of that on you but the consequences of playing the game fairly and winning like it, whereas the I would expect the game just to be like no you have to live here now and that's just the way it is and I, I wouldn't have minded an ending where it's just Alan and adult Alan and adult Sarah and they raise Peter and Judy. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm totally yeah. fine with that. I would like um, that. Like, yeah, I don't mind that at all. But you get this kind of like Disney retcon Marvel, like the comic book lingo bullshit that like How dare you. just How never dare sticks. You. Always. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It always gets fucking, always gets fucking retconned. Um, I love the I love the scene of of Alan's dad coming back in. You know, I thought, hey, I thought you said you're never going to talk to me again. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I I was angry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to go to a you you know if you don't want to go to Cliffside, you don't have to go to Cliffside if you don't want to. Uh, I, I I I like that. I like that he sees him with the girl and he's just like, let's talk it over tomorrow, man to man. Um, but um. Oh, yeah. And we've also got Alan uh, saying, hey, by the way, that was me who put 
um, Carl shoe on the conveyor belt. He's like, you yep. know, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's cool. I like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and Alan thinking that Judy and Peter are still alive. They haven't even been born yet. Uh, what do you think about the plan that they have just to wrap a bunch of bricks around this thing and push it into some water? Yeah, this doesn't seem very airtight, does it? Well, the fact that it's like you're both adults now, like you can't come up with a better plan than that. Like, you know, you, like, like there's like, good Lord, there's so many better ideas and just throwing it. eventually like the rope's going to like, r- like wear off. It's going to pop up to the surface, like bury this thing in like an oil drum and fill it full of concrete and push it out. Like, Jesus, do something like, you know, how devastating this thing is. I think I would just um, like I, I'd go to like a. A smelting plant and like drop it into like lava like Terminator 2. I was gonna say you roll up, throw a board game in, and then somebody throws a metal arm. You're like, <laughs> oh hey, what's up, Sarah? Um Yeah, and then then we finally see this uh this romance between Sarah and Alan kind of blossom. Uh, you know, she uh, uh you know, she kisses him and then we skip to the present day. The only thing I don't like about this is the stuff with Carl. I wanted to see Carl be like, oh, yeah, we've got the new line of the bubble. Like, I wanted to see him having succeeded in that. That, That's the only thing that I didn't like. I like seeing him here. It does kind of give you some kind of indication that everything's right in its place, like kind of stuff. But I wanted to see Carl like kind of like a success. I agree. Like, have you ever seen the movie? Have you ever seen the movie Frequency? No, but it sounds super familiar. It's got like Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid and uh, like a shit ton of people in it. But there's a a friend of his that has an idea for Yahoo and, you know, there's like a time travel like kind of thing. And then at the end of the movie, he goes and fixes everything back and he tells his friend when he's a little kid, he's like, remember the word Yahoo. And that's it. And then in the future, <laughs> the guy has like you see his car and it has like Yahoo three on like a like a fucking Bentley license plate. It's like some nice ass car. But I kind of just wanted to see that for Carl because he's just I mean, put through so much fucking shit like has that kid show up that disappeared he has like him admit that he destroyed you know oh that was my bad i'm so sorry and then his fucking car getting fucked up the whole time and like oh my god that's fucking great um and uh but yeah we were at this christmas party and we find you know god imagine waiting so long you know being uh you know being uh alan and sarah and just waiting to see judy and peter again like holy fuck like waiting so long i i I love that kind of shit. Me too. Um, I watched it in something recently. I can't remember someone just like waiting years. Oh, dude, we covered it. Fucking Star Trek. Remember when um, right, they, they, yeah. they're waiting for Spock for like 20 years or some shit? And I was like, damn. It makes me think of like Futurama when they leave Bender behind in 1950 Roswell and then they go get him back in like the year 3000. And he's like, took you long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love the fact that they stake out their parents. They want to find them and offer them a job so they can't go on the right, trip. Right. I love that because they're That's like, awesome. okay, here they come, here they come. Like they know who they are. Um, and uh, we see, we see, obviously see Alan and Sarah are expecting as well. Um, I love, he's like, uh, well, how soon can he get started? Um, and he's like, well, you know, we've got this ski trick coming in at the beginning. He's no! <laughs> I mean, um, <clears throat> we're going to need you to get started right away on that new rollout. He's like, well, uh, okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love, I just, I love this whole thing of like, 
the the shit that these two people have been through, Sarah and Alan, like the shit that they have gone through just to make everything right in the world and the fact that they can share that with each other. And I love that. They're the only two people that will ever know what really happened. Uh, and, I, and I fucking think that's so cool. You know, it's it's kind of like Logan and uh, Professor X and Days of Future Past. You're like, you're the only one who ever knows like how what almost really happened and like the seriousness of it. And I think I think that's fucking it cool. Is. Like just just to have that little moment at the end between them. I think that's really cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that's fucking Jumanji, except for <clears throat> we also, uh, you know, we wrap up Christmas, um, uh, wrap up Christmas with the parishes and then cut to fucking cut to France on the shores of France. And we see Jumanji wash up. Like I said, would fucking happen. You dumb cunts. Jesus Christ. And it's not, it's, it's, it seems like it's just been like a few days. I'm like, good Lord. It didn't even say like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, like I know it, I know it's been, uh, you know, buried in like 1969, but good Lord, it washed right back up. Like, God damn it. Um, but that's fucking Jumanji, man. Give me your closing Hell thoughts. Yeah. Tell me what you think. You know, before I give my closing thoughts, um, dude, this movie, I, I just realized was written by a guy named Jonathan Hensley, one of, one of five, right? But Jonathan Hensley, I like I was like, oh, dude, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. He <laughs> he wrote Die Hard with a Vengeance, obviously Jumanji, yeah, The Rock, yeah. Con Air, The Saint, Armageddon, Gone in sixty seconds, and he directed The Punisher, the Thomas Jane one. Like what? <laughs> That's fucking wild. Yeah, I like plenty of those. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Uh, but no, uh, Jumanji, nineteen ninety five. Like I said, man. Loved it when I was a kid. This was my jam. This was awesome. Just that 90s adventure movie. Honestly, it is tough to like pick out. If someone asked you, what is the ultimate 90s adventure movie? What do you think of? Do you think of Jurassic Park? Because not really. They're stuck in like a, a, a fucking one area, right? Do you... What, like, it's tough. It is tough. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I think I would probably have to go with Jumanji. It's just got that perilousness that yeah. I was talking about that I I really enjoy. That's yeah. that's. I know there's more out there, but I can't think of it right now. You right, know? me too. Um, but yeah, this man like watching it now. It there are a lot of uh, there are a few goofy moments. I mean, the CG has not aged well. Sixty five million dollars, guys. You could have done a lot better in nineteen ninety five. Um, I, I know that sounds a bit harsh, but yeah. Uh, obviously the MVP is. Um, fucking Robin Williams, man! Like his delivery and and the, his the moments of dramatic stuff that he's got is fucking awesome, man. Um, the plot, the the concept of it is fantastic. It's really engaging, and uh, it is a story that you do want to see, like how it ends and how it plays out. Van Pelt, the guy that plays him, was it Jonathan Hyde? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, Jonathan. That guy's Hyde. awesome, dude. Like he's got he's got he's got such a commanding voice, a really great screen presence. Uh, but ultimately, I think um, I think it's a bit. Uh, there, there's, 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 there's a lot more potential there, and like I know, because it's the first one, you can't really cram a lot of shit into there. But like that last hour, dude, like you said, it just flies. Like it flies. I, I wanted to see more come out from the game. I wanted to see what else this game right. can throw at you, um, and. Like I said, I know you're like kind of constrict constrained by the budget and you know the time period that you're making this movie, and I guess that's what the sequel the sequel actually does some pretty clever things, like I said, so um this didn't really 
hold up for me as much as I would have liked. Like, I would have liked it too. But I am glad we covered it, dude. It was great to cover. Uh, great to talk about Robin Williams, man. That guy's a fucking legend. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for picking this one and for having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. I um, honestly, I I'm surprised that I picked this. I don't have any problem with it. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, you know, but I. I really, really enjoyed this, and not only was it obviously something that you had thrown out, so it was kind of like stuck in my head, but at the same time, when I watched it, I just genuinely really enjoyed myself. And like they, there are they aren't afraid to talk about the seriousness of like being killed and stuff eating you and like living in the jungle, but at the same time, they can you know not make it so scary where it's like uh, where it's just too much for kids. Um, and this is just like the perfect kind of blend of that, and I really, really enjoyed it. There's not a whole lot of like, well, why don't they just do this? Well, why don't they just do that? Like, there's not a whole lot of that to me. Um, and it's just a fun trip. And that's just exactly what it is. It's a cool adventure. Um, and this fucking sold. I mean, goddamn, so many fucking board games. I remember playing this in like second grade. This was such a big deal. Uh, but we do have a, uh, we do have some comments. We got one from Scott Buchanan. Uh, Scott Buchanan said, "Watched it again last week. It's still kind of fun, but brace yourself for how dated the special effects are, <laughs> especially the monkeys." God yes, God yes, that's so right, Scott. Um, not that they even looked particularly good at the time. Uh, one thing, it's clever and fun. The same. Uh, <laughs> one thing, it's clever and fun. The same way that sunburn isn't. But I didn't laugh out loud once. More of a slapstick and uh, more of a slap and tickle type of humor required here. Don't get me wrong. Watching a small kid run into something and get hurt is a laugh out loud funny. But this was a little too staged uh, in that unmistakably '90s way. Still, it's fun, but not so much fun and required to reboot twenty years later. Hell yes. Totally agree with that part. Uh, definitely agree with most of that, especially the end and the CGI monkeys. Good God. Um, but well, yeah, that, I that think new that's... new one's not a uh, reboot, though. Well, yeah, reboot, remake, fuck it. I mean, it might it might as well be. A, I mean, because literally, they it changes like from a board game to a video game. So it's like, it's not really a reboot. It's just... It's it's a continuation of the story for sure. Yeah. It's, it's almost like an episodic a thing. Sequel, which is a sequel. I get it. I definitely do. But it's not the board game, is what I'm saying. Is right, it ends right. up being like the video game, and it is something different. So I'm like, it's not like it's not a direct. It's not a direct sequel, but it is a sequel. That like I think that's fair. Um, I'm trying to yeah, warm other you than up to that, this thing, uh, <laughs> to this sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, do you got anything else that you want to add before we jump off here? Uh, not really, man. Um, I say let's just plug our socials real quick and get the fuck out of here. This has been a long one, dude. This is what happens when you fucking cover our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, um, yeah, but yeah. Well, basically, uh, if you guys want to find us, we're on Instagram at uh, Midnight Double Feature. We're also on Twitter at MDF Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Midnight uh, Midnight Double Feature. We've also got the group attached to it called The After Party. Everybody's invited. You can come in and talk about upcoming news, what's going on, stuff you're excited about, stuff you're not excited about. Um, and also, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. Please stop by and review us on iTunes. Every review helps. It really, really, really does. Um, I've had some really cool feedback from fr- uh, some from. Fr- 
from some friends lately. They're always saying, how can I help you out? What's going on? Like, do you guys have a Patreon or do you on this? We don't, you know, we don't now. Uh, but for now, the best thing that you can do is rate and review us on any kind of platform. Find our Facebook page, um, you know, what, whatever system that you're listening to us on. It just helps us grow and it helps us really bring in the numbers when people look at us, you know, look at that first page. We're going to look at how many reviews you got and how high they are. So the higher you review and the more the more you rate us, that's awesome. So thank you guys so much for who have done it. If you haven't done it yet, you know, just uh, find out wherever you can rate review us. And, uh, and hey, if we suck, fucking say so, man. Don't do five stars because I said so. Um, <laughs> write us write us some piece of shit review. I, I'm waiting for the first shitty one. I really want to see it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time. 